Everyone here at Ghost Stories sends its deepest sympathies to the victims and those affected by the shooting in Orlando, Florida. Although Destiny is a violent video game that includes the use of guns, that violence should never leave the safe zone of make-believe. People of all nationalities, self-identifications, creeds, colors, sexual preferences, or religions should never be ashamed of what they are or afraid to be hurt by others because of it. As a diverse community of unique individuals working together in a safe space, we respect and stand in support of others who do the same. It is a tragedy that individuals attempt to take this away from anyone, and we mourn for those that have to endure this loss. Somebody's ready. I'm Always. ready too. <laughs> Welcome, Guardians. It's June 11th, 2016, and no, you're listening June to Ghost Stories. Can't I keep it my birthday for one more day? <laughs> <laughs> my birthday was yesterday, so I said 11th on purpose. Suck it. Anyway, we are on to episode 28. This is our Faction Wars Part 3. Well, is it really... It's kind of part three. <laughs> it's part right? three, part three. It's it's part, yeah, I'll, we can call it part three. Um, and we are going to be looking into another major faction of Destiny, the Future War Cult. On the past two shows, we took a deep look into uh, what we think are the origins of the Future War Cult uh, when we reviewed our Ghost Fragment Vex cards. Um, but today, we're headed right into its current incarnation the Burger King Clown College, led by the actual physical embodiment of the Scooby-Doo Mystery Machine and Gabble's girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> Any, anyway, with me today, we've got Handsome Dragon. What's going on, man? Hey, not too much. How you doing? Doing good. Just had my birthday. Had fun. Hey, nice. We were at the lake. Had a good time. And uh, just got back a few hours ago, so I'm tired. Awesome. What about you? Awesome. How's it going? I've uh, just been hanging out. I know it was kind of a weird week. Like it feels like it's been two months since we recorded last Sunday. Like I don't know what it was. It just felt like a really long week. Um, nothing didn't really do anything, but yeah, it's been it, it, it's it's a, been a long week, a full week. There's been mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on, especially in the Destiny world. We'll talk about that yeah. here in a bit. So but yeah, I'm um, just kind of a kind of in that end of the trying to finish off my characters you know all the quests i had hanging around trying to just finish everything off with the uh, the looming news of the future events so all right we've also got drop slash how's it going not too bad uh, i spent the week along with a guy from our fan chat flatnik uh exploring a lot of the cosmodrome uh trying to find hints or clues that have maybe been there since the beginning uh and then we spent a couple of days staring at the moon and staring at the earth from the moon. <laughs> and posting really pretty pictures. Yes. We've been trying to do, like, this is like the super nerdy lore stuff. Like, we're trying to determine sort of the size of the traveler based on the curvature of the horizon of earth by climbing up the colony ship in Cade's Tower and hacking around the sides of it. And 
So we've been trying to do like hard, hard math and science to try and get a little bit more information as we roll towards the, uh, the future of destiny. Yeah, that is, that was, I've, I've been keeping up with your pictures and, and everything in, in our Slack chat and man, that is some very cool stuff. So keep it up. I love it. And I know everyone else does. Uh, and last but not least, gabble dabble do. <laughs> <laughs> gabble ratchet. What's up, man? Not too much. I am, uh, drinking a really good beer right now i heard that before we started yeah it's so so this is the sounded is, good this is good it's a it's a squatters hop rising double ipa the important fact about this is it's from salt lake city so we don't have beta but we have beer <laughs> beer chief mm-hmm. and and uh and you sound really good too oh All but right. we got oh. we got confirmation this week that beta is in fact alive and well. He's alive. I know. I saw that on Twitter. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Twitter. I, I hope. I mean, I, we think that was him. We still. I'm still he not convinced been that he hasn't. Actually, been a lot or, of yeah. a lot of Twitter accounts were hacked last week. Yes, that's in true. part of that Ooh. big week. So it actually isn't completely confirmed. Hmm. All right. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get into it. We have a very, very full show, and we have just a couple little things to mention very quickly. Uh, you can still, I guess, go out to represent.com slash store slash stories and find some of our shirts and sweatshirts and whatever else you're, you're into and, uh, and order stuff there. Assuming um, you're into shirts and sweatshirts. Yeah, if you wear mm-hmm. stuff, you can wear and- our stuff. I, I do know from from a, a survey that I took between one listener, and he said that his KD improved K, uh, greatly while wearing his shirt. Nice. So I'm just putting that out there. That's some good science. It is. Yeah. It it is. Was, I, I think I remember seeing that. It improved like 0.7. Yeah. He said he had 0.2. It was like a normal 0.7, and something. he was at like 1.2, 1.3 wow. while wearing the Look shirt. That. So that is science. Think of what would happen if we made controller skins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Hey, someone actually someone actually asked for stickers today, so we might have to... I'd like a sticker. I that could, would be pretty awesome. I could stick a sticker somewhere. Um, <laughs> and uh, what else? Oh, this is a big deal because thinking back to episode, I don't know, like two or three. Two. Yeah, I think it was two. We, we celebrated big time that we had like... 200 downloads yep. of our podcast. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. Was it was huge. It was amazing. There were that many people that wanted to hear. Well, we, not, many, that, not that many people, but our podcast was at, was downloaded that many times. Now, half of it was probably us, but uh, we were excited. Well, this past week, we broke half a million downloads, and this was the beginning of last week. So right now, we're actually sitting somewhere in the like 520,000 yeah, five hundred twenty thousand download range or something like that, which is huge. I mean, I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand still, <laughs> but I love it. It's amazing. And again, thanks to everyone who listens. And yeah, seriously, thank you, everyone. I mean that that just makes it just keeps us motivated and wants us, you know, keeps us wanting to do more and, and make more and and we're gonna keep doing it. It's this is great. We love it. So thank you. And and again, I, I mentioned this last time, but. Um, Give us some feedback. We love the feedback. Email us or go out to whatever your your podcasting application of choice is. 
uh, podcast listening application, I guess, whether it be iTunes or Google Play or if you listen through Podbean. And if they've got a way to leave some feedback or review or anything like that, do it for us. We'd love to love to see it. We were I was reading through them all today again, and there's some good stuff we want to want to talk about and and. I enjoy seeing what people think and where we can improve and, and what we're doing right. So let us know. Yeah. And on that, if you're going to leave one star on iTunes, leave a comment, please. Yeah. yeah if you, don't if just you leave, leave us, one star and don't say anything. We've got a one one star <laughs> review. And if you would have left a comment, I would have read it. I would have read it on air and I will tell and and make make fun of you because you know you're the only one but but really so you would have been famous but yeah if we're doing something wrong let us know yeah if you hate us that much eh? i mean you're probably hopefully you're not listening anymore because i I would hate to think that you're listening to something that you hate you just hate listen to us but yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i want to see how much i hate them this week oh yeah i really hate them a lot now um but anyway um let's, let's move along okay we we said this week was very full and it was uh destiny did their big reveal stream of some fall content the rise of iron is yep the rise of iron is coming we've had a lot of people reach out to us on twitter email in our slack what do you guys think what are your what are your you know what's your spin foil what's your your best guess of, of what all this means and you know what we don't know who know you know for us for what we do here we we can't we're not really going to speculate this isn't you know we try to to stick to what we know and what was given to us and really all we've been given so far as far as lore goes is just what you've seen in the video and what they've said during the stream and we know that occasionally during stream they might speak out of turn or, or might not give us the exact correct information so we're not going to make any speculations on on the podcast and we're not going to have a special show about it or anything like that but we are discussing it we are talking about it in our fan slack yeah we, our listener slack we made a ch- we made a channel for it as it was happening and people started immediately like picking out little tidbits of information and i started cross-referencing cross-referencing things and looking at the information we have and what we had but again it was we've had like 40 a 45 minute look at this so there's a lot and more in the way, so it's not. There's a lot coming, and you know we've got so much in the in the first two years that we we're currently in that we haven't touched yet, and we've got to get all that stuff done before we can even well not done, but but we've got a lot to talk about before then, and we've got 15 weeks before uh, Rise of Iron drops, so we're gonna finish up the factions tonight. We've got some other stuff planned, and we're gonna keep rolling with that. So whenever we do get the information. We'll be ready and hopefully have a, a spot in our in our kind of of planned shows to to fit it in and start talking about it because I'd imagine we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, but you better wanna, believe like as soon as that grimoire hits the database and and like you know Baxter calls us all personally to inform us <laughs> that we will be pouring over it yeah. and we will have stuff ready as quickly as possible as soon as there are facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But without the facts, we're not gonna we're gonna stay the path and, and do what we do, and so we're gonna do that tonight by talking about future war cult. So, where do we start here? Uh, we'll start like we do with almost all the factions, and we'll start with the grimoire entry for future war cult. <laughs> so I'll take this one. Uh, there is no future but now, no truth but war. While the origins of the future war cult are greatly debated, uh, 
Their mark has been found on ancient chambers and encampments throughout the system, dating them back to the late Golden Age. Though their secrets are vast, they have proven indispensable in our struggle against the darkness, earning them power and respect in the city consensus and among guardians. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's true. So, well, it says here that the origins of future work are greatly debated. You know, obviously this podcast doesn't exist in the world of destiny for other guardians to listen to. <laughs> if only. <laughs> only in our world. So, Our guardian would know a lot more if we existed. Yeah. Wait, so, so could the Cryptarch like, find this podcast at some point and like decode it and be like, I know all the oh, secrets now. That's that's crazy. <laughs> We're going to walk up with Rahul and he's like, I just heard this ancient audio recording. <laughs> some ghost stories. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to see a ghost fly around the tower with like uh, some headphones some on. Headphones yeah, on. I'd be down. Yeah, with we could follow him around and listen oh, to our man. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. So, Bungie, if you're listening, we're waiting for it. <laughs> so, and we and this is something that we covered. Like the last two episodes have been explicitly about the origins of the future war cult. So they may still be debated in the game itself, but we've got a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next line drives me crazy. Uh, which is their mark has been found on ancient chambers and encampments throughout the system. <laughs> One of oh, the really? crazy things that I do, along with some of the other players from our Slack chat, is we routinely explore all the planets on patrol, and we break into areas, and we look for signs, symbols, maps, wording. We have been all over the place, and Kex uh, put a lot of that stuff in the Lorg project because uh, we were hunting down all these different symbols and things like that. As far as I know, and as far as all the people who we have out there, like combing over every single polygon in this game, <laughs> there are no future war cult, war cult labels anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, how many encampments have we found? Well, that's it. So, yeah. So, encampments... Well, I don't know. What's? I guess we haven't really found I mean, any encampments. Uh, the, ancient the lighthouse, sh- maybe? Well, there's also human encampments out there. Uh, right. So, And ancient chambers. So, we haven't found any... I mean, we have found some ancient chambers. I'll, be, I'll argue that point. Uh, some, of the, yeah. some of the bigger ones that have been mentioned, we have not. Uh, you know, Charlemagne's vault is pretty much an ancient chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that we're going to talk about this a lot, but in the reveal stream for Rise of Iron, they specifically use the, the words like ancient vaults. So it'll be weird to break in there and find future war cult propaganda <laughs> <laughs> uh, all over the walls. Although I did manage to pick out the new monarchy crown and the dead orbit logo from some of the promotional materials we've been given. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it would, it's not like you, you go to like the Ishtar Academy or the library or you fly in the Clovis Bray and there's like a giant future world Cup sticker on the wall. We, we just haven't found them. So that's, it's debatable here. <laughs> uh, and then dragon, we have this dating, them back to the late golden age but then you have Shax yeah, doesn't believe if, this yeah Shax has a quote uh, I believe it's from a quest yeah, I have it here 
And uh, he says, the future war cult claims they've been around since the end of the Golden Age. They say they've been ready for the dark for the war against the darkness since before the tower. Right. And I suppose the collapse happened because they allowed it. <laughs> and, and so that kind of just is like, yeah, he doesn't really believe them. <laughs> he's like, so we get this Grimmer card saying that they date back to the late Golden Age. And he's just kind of like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Well, one thing we haven't been able to determine, you know, from the past two episodes is when do they actually take the name Future War Cult? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could have been at any point. We don't really know. We'll probably get talk about that a little bit when we get to uh, to their leader. But as far as Shax knows, yeah, he's right. You know, hey, if, if this group of people have been around <laughs> since the Golden Age talking about the war against the darkness... Why didn't they do anything about it? So from from Shaq's <laughs> point of view, that makes a lot of sense. Can't stop the future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this next line either. Proven indispensable in the struggle against the darkness. Yeah, well, we have zero examples of that. I mean, some of their guns are pretty good, but I don't know if that counts as proven indispensable. <laughs> <laughs> but it did earn them power and respect in the city consensus. So, and among guardians. Okay, well, <laughs> and among, yeah. Well, the secret the secret part doesn't make any sense. Here's in year one, all the future war cult gear was intellect discipline, so that earned my respect <laughs> <laughs> as a hunter. Yeah, yeah, as a hunter in year one. Uh, but their secrets, I mean, what I mean, how have they proven indispensable? What what secrets do they have about the darkness that we don't know? I mean, I guess we don't know them. That's why they're secrets, but... <laughs> yeah, Lakshmi has plenty of secrets that she taunts us with, but... That's why never there's secrets. <laughs> there's nothing more that she likes than secrets, right? Lakshmi, huh? Yeah. Let's let's talk about Lakshmi. <laughs> well, we've got here that uh, Lakshmi um, in, in the real world, well, our world, is uh, the Hindu goddess of wealth, fortune, and prosperity, uh, both material and spiritual so yeah she's kind of a big deal yeah 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 um but uh in in game i mean she's still a big deal but something about her that i don't know that we mentioned is you know she's obviously an exo uh and she does she have the smallest number after her name of any exo that we encounter she does mm-hmm. uh the lowest exo that we really know uh there's Lakshmi 2, there was Ariana 3, there's Cade 6, and there's Kron 8. Kron 8 is a SRL racer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But they're the, all the single digits that we really know about, uh, with Lakshmi being the absolute lowest. So, with that, do you think that implies that, um, I mean, obviously she's not been... What do they call it? Uh, like a, a, a the reset, the reconfigured or, or yeah. reset as many times. So does she retain more knowledge uh, than other XOs? I mean, I guess it I depends on how long she's the, been around. That's the assumption, right? It's like you kind of get the idea, at least from Banshee, that you know you start to kind of lose little bits of information, or and we learned that from, from Cage Journal as well. Yeah, that's right, and so it's. You know, only having potentially be only being wiped once or refreshed once possibly is, means she probably has a lot of secrets. 
But we also don't know when that was either. Mm-hmm. So, right. But, I mean, if if, if Cade Six is you know a hundred years older than her, and you know only been reset six times and and her twice, you know, then then obviously they could be kind of on on as far as overall memory retention. Yeah. On kind of the same playing field, so except if we a better idea. Oh, yeah. Except she's not a guardian. True. So yeah, yeah, it's true. She's been alive since the collapse, right? No well, one's making exos right now. Well, we don't know the nature behind the reset, though. We don't know if that's something that they have to do themselves. If it's like an automated thing, if somebody has well, to do it to them. Right, but Cade died at some point and was dead and then was raised as a guardian. Yes. Right? Yes. So he has like a whole... Uh, this whole stuff doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah, he's got a whole other... But we have Banshee 44, though, as well, who's also right. not a guardian. Right. But Ariana 3 was. Ariana 3 was. And Cron right. 8 has to be because only guardians can raise sparrows. Because they blow up too much. <laughs> you pretty much have to be <laughs> You immortal. can't even get off of them yeah. during a race. <laughs> you have to be immortal to race sparrows. <laughs> right. But so I guess the, I mean, I, I kind of know, I kind of can, I guess, guess where the question might have been going is, were they, did they die and then become a guardian and then become an exo? Or were they an exo and died and came back as a guardian? I mean, I know that, I don't know if that's possible. Can you? I wonder if they can. Well, this is a whole different yeah. topic. We can we can come back to this. We'll some talk other about time, it on the but, on the EXO episode, which will yeah. also be four hours long. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, because we don't know enough. But all right, well let's let's kind of keep moving well, on with Lakshmi. What yeah, else? Gonna, let's, oh, go ahead. let's read her card real quick because it's short. <clears throat> so it says, "There is nothing Lakshmi too likes more than secrets. Her origins are unknown. Her appearance in the city was abrupt." She courts select guardians for initiation into higher mysteries of the future war cult, espousing a brutal philosophy of endless struggle. Those who can tolerate Lakshmi's mocking hints and bloody-minded philosophy find her surprisingly good company. She seems to take <laughs> genuine joy in her work, as if the secrets she guards have taught her to treasure every moment. Mm-hmm. She can court me anytime. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> At least she talks to us, right? Like, I love Dragon's quote here. It's like, <laughs> he said, you say she tells us less than the speaker, but at least you can stand around Lakshmi and hear good stories. That's true. But, like, you know, the speaker will talk about, you know, he'll be like, he'll mention something. I was like, I, I could tell you about this, but I won't. And then, you know, if you stand by Lakshmi, she does the same thing. I was like, I could tell you about this battle, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I could tell you about this battle. But you're wearing I a dead orbit shader, so. <laughs> No, that's on my Titan. <laughs> and actually, I'm sure these are from... A lot of these quotes are taken by uh, Beta. And I'm sure he yeah. was wearing Future War quotes, so... <laughs> yeah, Wait, it's like, does, okay. that, that, does that really impact what they say to you? No. <laughs> it would be, be cool amazing, though. I don't know. Cool. So, well, we don't... I mean, maybe. So, every time I talk with uh, Arak Jalal, I'm either on my Titan or my Hunter, and I'm wearing the exotic... Uh, Future, not future war called dead orbit gear because mm-hmm. I never take it mm-hmm. off. But I ran up to him on my guardian on my uh, warlock the other day just because I was checking something out and I was standing idle for a while, just not doing anything. And Jalal out of nowhere, and I never heard him say this before, go, What did he say? He was like, uh, Something like, The truth 
the truth has stunned this guardian into silence. And I was like, wait, what? Because I hadn't moved in a while. And I was like, wait a minute. Is this because I'm not wearing dead orbit gear? Like, you know. That's awesome. It could be possible. But, but yeah, she has, she has a lot of stories. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just mad she doesn't tell me. I wish she'd tell me more. So what's this? We've got a note here um, about Lakshmi's uh, mocking hints and bloody-minded philosophy, uh, and and you've got here dropped that uh, this is why Lysander and the concordant Concordat, sorry, were ejected from the consensus. Yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of grimoire cards concern not a whole bunch, but that concern Lysander being and the Concordat being ejected from the consensus. We talked about that during the overview episode. And a little bit about new monarchies that we know that battle happened uh, over in one of the other towers. But they, you know, they always talked about how Lysander was really bloodthirsty or bloody minded. He espoused violence. He, you know, he was very militant in his pursuits. <clears throat> and we know that Future War Cult replaced the Concordat uh, on the consensus. Yet we have Lakshmi here with a you know, sort of confirmed bloody-minded philosophy. So it's like, what did you really replace Lysander with? It's a unanimous vote, so... True enough. Which I find interesting. Which we'll get there in the next card. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're one, there. one other... Before we, before we jump to yeah. uh, something else, um, I, I like this other thing we found about uh, Lakshmi that says uh, a parallel in Western mythologies for, for Lakshmi is Aphrodite, and uh, which is also the region on Venus, yes. the Aphrodite Terra. And uh, it's, it's specifically called out on some of the, the, con- the, the screens during the game. Yes. So. so when you're over in Campus 9, uh, also when you're in some of the areas during the Nexus Mind Strike, you'll see consoles that are turned on. And they say Venus on them. And underneath, it lists three of the regions on Venus, the Aphrodite Terra, uh, Maxwell Monts, and the Ishtar Cliffs. Ishtar Cliffs and Maxwell Monts are on the northern continent of Venus, and the Aphrodite Terra is the southern continent on Venus. Uh, But on the northern continent, on the western Ishtar Terra, there is a place called the Lakshmi Planum. So her name is like a huge circular reference when it comes to Venus. Uh, it ties Her name ties right into a lot of the other stuff we're given, and also it ties directly into these actual real places that exist now. Uh, that was one of the things that that Flat also helped me out with when we were scouting Venus, is that that same Venus sign also exists in Russian, although I've never come across it in-game. I've only come across it in the Bungie store. Because <laughs> in the Bungie store, you can buy a poster of a bunch of the like graphic design work for the game. And uh, on that poster is the Russian version, uh, which is uh, Venera, which is Russian for Venus. Uh, it's spelled B-E-H-E-P-A. And the Venera missions for Russia were some of the first sort of probes that hit Venus and scouted out all these regions, the, the Ishtar Terra, uh, 
also Lakshmi in Hindu mythology is very similar to the goddess Ishtar. <laughs> so her name is not like randomly chosen here. It's very, very deeply tied to sort of the, the lore mythology of Venus. And now you know. <laughs> yeah, they, they tie, uh, we'll find out a little bit later, but a lot of the stuff from Future War Cult is tied into some uh, older mythology things and uh, n- just the names that they pull out and, and some of the other stuff is is pretty pretty interesting. So yeah, I'm excited makes, to... Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder if like when you become an Exo, do you get to choose your new name? Yeah, we were Maybe talking somebody about very too. deliberately chose this name because of what it tied into. Yeah. Yeah, we were musing on whether or not whoever Lakshmi was before she became the Exo version of herself, if she was somehow, whether Venus must have been important to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which is where that Lakshmi name comes from. Yeah. We, we have a, I know we have in the notes, we got a kind of a Lakshmi section a little down below. Do you want to just kind of take that out right now while we're talking about her? Should we jump down there? What, oh yeah, we do. Look at that. It's yeah, right above deep lore that I highlighted. Yeah, let's just so, so just some more stuff, just about like you know more about the goddess Lakshmi, kind of the ties to it and things like yeah, that. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's let's talk about this stuff right now. Um, yeah, so uh, Lakshmi is the uh, is it's, it's Hindu, correct? Yes, the uh, goddess of wealth, fortune, power, luxury, beauty, fertility, and auspiciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she holds the promise of material fulfillment and contentment. Uh, she is described as re- restless, whimsical, yet maternal, with her arms raised to bless and to grant. And uh, I was doing a little bit of research, and I found this this page, and it was just this page about the the story of the goddess Lakshmi, and uh, it just delved into the history um, ties to the Buddhism, Hinduism, and all the different things. And there was this at the towards the very bottom there's this quote and i just it made me laugh just because <laughs> of uh the, the, as you know as destiny players you know and if you, going off of our episodes the last couple of weeks there's a lot of theories out there that you know the stranger is maya you know lakshmi is kioma or you know some there's ties to it like that you know different characters maybe but there's this quote from the site and it says uh, it says, Lakshmi is the divine power that transforms dreams into reality. She is Prakriti, the perfect creation, self-sustaining, self-contained nature. She is Maya, the delightful delusion, the dreamlike expression of divinity that makes life comprehensible, hence worth living. And uh, and so that word Maya there is just a word that means the supernatural power wielded by gods and uh like basically the supernatural power to produce illusions. And so I just, I read that and I had to read it like three times. It's like, wait, what is this page? Is, what is it? What are they saying? She is Maya. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was funny. Yeah. It's obviously garbage because she's clearly Chioma. <laughs> right. <laughs> and again, and this all tied like, so we have, you know, Lakshmi is the goddess of wealth, fortune, power, luxury, beauty, fertility, and auspiciousness uh, in Hindu religion. And then Ishtar, uh, was the goddess of love, war, fertility, and sexuality. Then we have Aphrodite, who is the Greek goddess of love, beauty, pleasure, and procreation. And then, if you know your mythology, the Roman equivalent of Venus, uh, of Aphrodite is Venus. So. 
It's, it's awesome. So there, we should do an entire episode episode on Ishtar, Babylonian gods. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. That'll be after the quantum mechanics episode. Yes, after quantum <laughs> destiny, quantum mechanics, and you. <laughs> <laughs> But let's jump back up, uh, and we'll talk about that that Grimoire card that talks about booting Lysander and his crew out and replacing them with FWC. Let's do it. And that is Ghost Fragment, The City Age. Uh, yeah, do so we want to read through all this? I mean... I mean, it's kind of a long card. Uh, yeah. You're welcome to to go take a look at it. Uh, <laughs> one thing that's interesting about this card is we do not know who is speaking on this card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can assume it's a member of the consensus, you know, but it could also just be a meeting between the Vanguard. Uh, we don't know if the speaker is present or not. We don't sort of know anything about. Well, I think we, is it, is this the card where it kind of sh- hints that the speaker's not there? Well, no, we know the it speaker's says, not Please there offer because... the speaker to your right. the speaker this proposal. Yeah. Yeah. But he's the only person we know is not there. We, I mean, we know Zavala is there. And that's yes. the only name we get. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a good card, too. It mentions the symmetry. It mentions... Uh, Ulantan. Ulantan. Uh, is the Trinary Star Cult mentioned here? I don't think it is, but that's along those same lines. And then the War Cult. Others. <laughs> Too secretive. Have you ever tried to talk to one of their soldiers like a child answering questions with questions? <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of wizards. <laughs> Sounds like how this game treats us as players. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No wonder they were all in favor. Yeah, I, thought, I found this card interesting because, you know, there's that part there where, you know, they're looking at who to replace as a faction and, and the third faction in the city and Someone mentions, you know, there is the war cult. And then this person, we don't know who it is, you know, too secretive, blah, blah, blah. And then someone else, you know, they are dedicated to war or to the war. You know, which one? Good question. And so there <laughs> seems to be some, not maybe not anyone against them, but definitely some questions behind their loyalties or <laughs> motives. Yeah. And then yeah, they the, take the a vote color. and, oh, unanimous good (laughs) it's like wait what happened to the people that had all those concerns 10 seconds ago (laughs) well because they're more interesting than worrisome which is (laughs) it's it's like they were oh these we'll just push these these guys around because they're you know starry-eyed looking at the future and we can push through whatever we need to push through it's all about politics right yeah because what, like, what good government is like, oh, they're called the war cult? Yeah, let's give them power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring them in. Yeah, that sounds great. Do we think this is Ikora who's concerned about their secretiveness? Maybe. I don't know. We know Since, she's pretty secretive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think she'd be all about that. Or maybe she just doesn't want anyone else besides her having secrets. She likes to be the one with the secrets. tough to say it's funny that they think that the symmetry that ulantan's teachings were too dangerous uh no i think was it ulantan's thesis is that the nature of the darkness 
uh, is the direct symmetry of the traveler. Like there's a cosmic balance. Uh, yeah, well, that and that's absolutely the kind of philosophy that the tower would never tolerate. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're not allowed to question the traveler. You're not allowed to think the darkness might be okay because yeah. you'll just get <laughs> exiled and go hang out with Osiris. Yeah. So, but we get confirmation that he's dead anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More trouble dead than alive. <laughs> All right, so let's pick. Up now with some of these ghost fragments, uh, ghost fragment future war cult, and right off the bat we get a very similar sort of syntax in the record keeping. Yeah, so it jumps ahead pretty far. Um, so I, I'll, uh, I can read this. I mean, these are these are all kind of kind of short. I think. Yeah, yeah, we can just take uh, them so one at a time. Kind of go through them. Uh, so this one, record three four three chasm seven. Move your icon. You move your cursor. I can't tell if that's a three or an eight. It's an eight. Drop. It's an eight. It's not me. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Record three four three chasm seven eight eight seven. Subject twenty two admitted to the inner circle at twenty four hundred. A promising postulant. I regret to say he performed poorly. He was administered the standard medication, but refused to enter the device. Aren't people unpredictable? I suppose there'd be no point if they weren't, would there? He knows to keep silent. Kind of end record. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of <laughs> welcome to full on crazy <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so we know we know from uh, talking about this before that didn't the war mind come up with this medication for them to well, take to try to help them? First things first, we got record chasm or chasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. record chasm was started by Maya. You know, she is, you know, record zero, zero, one was, right. was, is Maya. This is what we talked about last week. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So here, here we have it making a direct reappearance uh, way, way in the future here, uh, three, four, three. It's worth also noting that the Exo Strangers records are bridge, not chasm. Uh, mm-hmm. But we also know that the Stranger seems to be sidestepping, whereas the original intent of this device was to explore the depths of, which makes sense between chasm and bridge. Yeah. Also, how have we gone forward 343 records, but only 22 subjects? Yeah, that's what I was going to point out. You know, <laughs> we ended up at about four subjects after, with uh, Maya. And now we are, you know, 7,800 <laughs> chasms later and 34, 343 records later. Well, could this just be the subject 22 of this particular record? Yeah. True. I mean, or yeah. subject 7,887. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't think every every log entry necessarily had to do with a with a sub with a with an experimenter or a specific subject right or just the ones we have i thought i thought a couple of them that maya had were were not didn't have anything to do with a subject yeah we'll we'll get to one later where they're talking about some changes made to the device so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you're you're right i'm just i just think it's funny (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we did jump a long way, and they haven't done much that's, else. That's a lot of <laughs> yeah. records without ex- subjective. But, but I think drop you in. Yeah, just maybe twenty-two for this record. 
Yeah, because yeah, we don't even know when they got the device up and running. Mm-hmm. You know, record yeah. record two fifty one could be like, well, today I tightened four or five nuts in the backside of the device, and it still doesn't <laughs> it work. Still doesn't work. And record. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, we're missing all the records from when Maya leaves. You know, all the the rest of her cult up until the collapse, and then to whenever these this group finds them. Yeah. You know. So there's a lot of stuff we're missing. So the, I mean, the a huge question here is: Do all those records exist? Mm-hmm. Like, does FWC have the complete record and history of this, or did they sort of pick up based on what they had found and continued moving along and don't have the fill-ins? Right, because yeah, we have no idea how what record number they got to before the collapse, even. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. for all we know, they got to record well, three hundred and forty-one, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah. they might not have been doing this very long. So I, I would say that they do have the records based on what well, we read it later. But it talks about Navarro finding records of a prototype of the device. You know, and of from what we read in X Five, and so I would assume that means the record these records here is what they're talking about, or the records that Maya wrote in the rest of that cult there. We also don't know what these are recorded on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Two-inch tape. Ghost fragment? Yeah, well... Ghost well, fragmentation. No. I mean, there was, no, there was no ghosts when Maya sure. started. So, I mean, she had the, like, the little carrot recorder pen from Zootopia, and that's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just watched that this weekend. That was pretty awesome. That was a good one. That was a good movie. <laughs> But yeah, so we've got admitted to the inner circle here. We don't know where. I mean, that's I guess that's where the device is, but we have no idea really where where that is. True. Well, it's also funny to me that admitted to the inner circle at twenty four hundred. Why would you the time and not the date? Because yeah. the dates are somehow coded in the record chasm number. No. And there really isn't a twenty four hundred either, because once you get to midnight, which would be twenty four hundred, it goes back to zero. That's true. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, it'd be like 2359 and then zero. So I don't know. I don't know. Do they call it 2400 hours? I don't think they do. So what we're saying is Future World Cult's bad at record keeping. They're, they're bad t- at telling time. time. That's that's <laughs> not a good sign. But this is like, you know, the President of the United States was sworn in, you know, at 2400, like without telling you what day it happened. Yeah, right, right. So maybe, maybe Lakshmi... Two is actually like Lakshmi thirty-seven, and they just screwed up the time. Or Look, the number. don't don't talk bad about Lakshmi. <laughs> this is not my girlfriend. This is really the relative time cult, and they just make up numbers as they go. <laughs> right. I don't like where this is going. Gabble <laughs> was so excited about this episode. I know, now now we're just gonna hate on the war cult. <laughs> right. Lakshmi five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Promising postulant. Yeah, postulant. A candidate, especially one seeking admission into a religious order. So, does that mean that if you want to be in the war cult, you have to agree to be subjected to the device? Well, no, because this dude refused to be entered into the device. Well, right. He was, he, but he was only promising. He knows to keep silent. He's done. We're done with this mm-hmm. guy. This, so this is interesting too, right? So, uh, this dude was given the medication, standard medication, but refused to enter the device. First of all, maybe he just wanted to get high. Uh, <laughs> second of all, he knows to keep silent for a cult that's devoted to secrecy to let yeah. this guy stay alive. We'll stab him. Especially given, quote unquote, her bloody minded philosophy. 
Uh-huh. It's a weird call. Like or it's a cult. Or like this is the official record, right? So that's what they say. But an hour yeah. from now this guy accidentally slips off the side of the hangar. Like <laughs> he knows to keep silent because we made him drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> now he's yeah. dead. Standard medication is now <laughs> slang for Kool-Aid. <laughs> so so let's move forward. Uh, this is the same record and the very next chasm, 78888. Uh, subject 23 entered the device at 1100. A clever girl from the core district, an artist before she joined the war cult. At 11.03, she reported a sensation of floating. At 11.06, the sensation of lights within the darkness of the device. Between 11.06 and 11.32, she reported these lights variously as white, golden, and blood red. At 11.32, she reported a sensation of someone taking her hand, a stranger, but also herself. <clears throat> Twelve subjects have reported similar experiences. At 11.33, she reported the sensation we have called the opening of the veil. The device recorded temporal displacement of her consciousness to the order of six degrees. At seven, she began screaming. Brain scans near death, removed from the device at 11.34. She believed without question that the device granted her a vision of the future and that it was one of utter darkness. She thanked me for this enlightenment. She said it will make her stronger. <laughs> Little ghost there in the corner of the sanctum. I see you blinking. Are you listening? Are you... End record. That's so awesome. So I think this is cool. We talked about it in Vex 5. Um, not all of the subjects, at least, were reported as being coherent kind of while within. You know, it seemed that they went in and then maybe they reported things when they came out that they saw. But I think there might have been one one of the subjects where they I was actually reporting from within the device. And so now it seems... You know, maybe they're just they've made improvements at this point, but you know, they're getting constant updates while within the, the device. And this is a funny record too. Like this is all written as one paragraph. This is, isn't broken down by timestamps. Mm-hmm. They just sort of like call the times in the format of a paragraph. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right, she's a clever girl. She is a raptor. She is. She's raptor <laughs> Jesus. She ambushed the warden from the side. Uh, and the core district. So now we have an, the name of a city district. Nice. Which is nice. Uh, and everything that we've described in this card is sort of what we ex- expect that this machine does. You know, the sensations of floating, probably like quasi-sensory deprivation. Sensation. Yeah, like in Fringe, right? Oh yeah, really? yeah. nobody Man, watched Fringe. Such, a, was such awesome. a good show. Oh yeah, yeah. Lance Reddick, Zavala. There oh yeah, look at that. I didn't oh yeah, look that. at that. <laughs> confirmed. I, I don't know what I confirmed, but yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> confirmed, awesome. That's what. You did. Yeah, Lance Reddick is awesome. Love that guy. Anyway, so, um, she's in. Yeah, yeah. She's so, in this machine for a while. Uh, you know, the the first guy wouldn't even go in. And she's in here from 11.06, you know, and then to about 11.30. Yeah. But she's reporting, you know, up to like 11.32 or 33. So that's a good Mm -hmm. 20, what, 28 minutes there? 26 minutes? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, true. 
reports the sensation of someone taking her hand, a stranger, but also herself. It's so kind of like a, an out-of-body experience. And I mean, that's incredibly well, leading, too, like just using the word stranger there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and then you mentioned you, you, we have the, the words 12 and subject. You know, yeah. 12 subjects have reported similar experiences. Yeah. So, obviously, 22 wasn't one of them. <laughs> so then we have this opening of the veil. Uh and it's worth mentioning that if it seems familiar, it's because if you've looked into anything from the Tekiuns, which are the tech witches among the Awoken, uh, they describe a very similar experience from the grimoire, the Coven. Only a defeat here now, not then. Ilion wandered between the two sides of three. <clears throat> The amulet around her neck marked Ilion as the coven's mother, granting her visions beyond the veil, places only the queen could go. Uh, so whether they're describing the same thing here, it seems like the opening of that card talks about the here and now, not the there and then, which is something the Exo Stranger also used to describe where she arrives. Sort of, uh, yeah. And we know her. She's tied somewhat to this machine, and then we have this phrase, the opening of the veil, as it's described in using the device. Uh, but if that's the case, the end of this card, places only the queen can go, sort of describes that maybe the Awoken have a way to glimpse across these timelines, these temporal displacements of consciousness, without the use of the device, uh, which could be something that's unique to the Awoken. But I mean, and this, I'm sure you could listen to this and take it in a million different spinfoil directions. Uh, <laughs> you know, if only the queen can get visions beyond the veil, does that mean the queen is aware of the exo stranger? Because the queen can see her moving between these, you know, parallel timelines. Like it's, there's so much crazy stuff, but uh, it's all speculation. It's just interest. The language that's being used is very interesting here. Yeah, we have lots of examples of them deliberately tying things together with similar language. So Yeah. So it seems like this opening of the veil as it refers to the device is when this temporal displacement of consciousness starts. When you sort of get the glimpse beyond, you know, time as we understand it and start looking at sort of the quantum timelines that exist. It's like you know, looking mm -hmm. out the window and seeing the other lanes in the highway type thing. Uh, to an order of six degrees. Uh, and then at seven, she began screaming. So something bad happens on whatever the seventh, <laughs> seventh parallel timeline is. <laughs> it's like you're picking flowers, you're eating a cupcake, it's your birthday party, uh, <laughs> you won a million dollars, you're jumping rope, death, death, mm -hmm. death, death. <laughs> Well, well, that's interesting because we had in the uh, Invex 5, is it R Rajesh, uh, when he reached displacement of 8, he said he was dead. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting that at 7 it was brain scans near death. So it seems like that is kind of the limit for the human body or human mind. The human mind. Sort of a, a degree. The degree of between 7 and 8 will do mm -hmm. a number on the human brain. Uh, 
And you point out here, Dragon, that when she mentions that it was a future of utter darkness, it is capital D darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas prior in this card, when it says a sensation of lights within the darkness, it's lowercase d. Yep. And what? So this is like, and this is super culty, right? So at the end of this, she thanked me for this enlightenment. It's like, hey, you've been given a vision of the complete <laughs> and utter destruction of everything you know. <laughs> Thank you. I feel Thank enlightened. You. <laughs> well, isn't that kind of what future war cult is? Is like they know that they are doomed. Like they know that. There no, is... they know that the war is coming. Right, but they they know that there is a a timeline, or at least, or a period of which a war is coming and the utter darkness comes and their mission is basically or their belief is to find this instance with no war to find this instance where this war isn't coming right right well i mean yeah or to prepare for it yeah i'm concerned that what's going to happen is is once we have access to the city we're going to fly down to the core district and we're going to find this poor girl in her apartment huddling in the corner with these like gigantic <laughs> paintings of the utter darkness because her mind is broken. That sounds awesome. And all she can do is paint horrible visions of the future. Is it like, what's that guy from the, from Heroes? From Heroes, yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. You paint the, paint the pictures of the future. That's cool. Yeah, that's what I, this poor girl. <laughs> also, we get this sort of abrupt ending, uh, do we think that the whoever recorded this found the ghost by surprise? Like they weren't expecting a ghost to be here? Well, the I mean, the or next least... one as well shows that some of these records are broken. These are mm-hmm. not complete yeah. entries. Yeah. And this one at least, like maybe she, if she didn't know it was there, or maybe she knew it was there, but maybe she didn't think it was working, maybe. Maybe she thought it was just... You know, I dead see you or blinking. Dude, yeah, it's like, I see you blinking. Blink. Are you listening? <laughs> I imagine it's like the record, like is the ghost holding an old video camera and the red light's <laughs> blinking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I why. just pulled out my ghost and it's not blinking. Why did I put this note here on well, the little ghost? That's weird. When we, <laughs> we do, well... Uh, we do get a little bit more information on the on the little ghost later on. Um, you know, she says that we found you in pieces in Siberia and repaired you as well as we could. Uh, and so maybe she just here she's recognizing that she's kind of what you're saying. She's I see you blinking. Are you listening? Like almost? Are you recording this? Like what are you doing? So I should have mentioned this back when we first started these records, but. Uh... The future, everything we know about Future War Cult covers records 340, 342, 344, 345, 351, and 360, uh, with the ones we're talking about right now being 343. And I put a note here, is 343 a reference to Guilty Spark from Halo? Or 343 Industries. Well, which gets its name from right. 343 Guilty Spark. <laughs> Which we talked about that, during the rampancy uh, mm-hmm. part of the bungee lore episode. <clears throat> yeah, and that brings us to uh, record 343, Chasm 7891. What? No, no, no it doesn't. Skip two of them. What kind of Did future skip are you in? Oh, sorry. 
7889. Oh, I was following your comments. That's why. So I scrolled oh, yeah. down. <laughs> All right. Yep. 7889. The device that, at 1222, and immediately the device reported displacement of his consciousness, visions of war and the city in flames. Subject 29 worked the supply channels on the slip before he joined the war cult. By 1227, he was babbling and by end record. So we have a little five-minute uh, excerpt of what was going on here. Um, a lot of missing information on this. Yeah, super yeah. broken record here. Yes. But we do know that the slip is another part of the city. Yes. Which I'm sure that first guy accidentally tumbled off of. <laughs> they call it the slip because that's what the future war cult uh, makes people forget. <laughs> give people their cement shoes what yeah. so, so do you think that this this uh entry here was just information was lost just over time or do you think it could have been deleted bits and pieces were deleted yeah is that kind of what your you know what you would guess or whatnot that's that's kind of the feeling i got from it it's like something here that someone doesn't want you to know all the details yeah. Well, See, but then why? But then why include any of it? You know what I mean? It's like if it's if it's that big of a deal. Because it would look fishy if this chasm was missing. Oh, because it doesn't look fishy already. Take <laughs> 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 medication mean, and go in this well, machine. Right. And right. Well, well, because, no, because of the exact conversation we just had. By it being here and fragmented. Oh, well, maybe it maybe it was lost. If it wasn't there at all, maybe it was. That's fishy. Maybe we it was. No, we wouldn't intentionally know intentionally deleted. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 agree with you guys on this one, I guess. Well, it's like there doesn't there's nothing really incriminating in what they have. It's just yeah, but we don't know the name of this person, which right. could be super incriminating. And we don't know what he was babbling about. Yeah, right. What happened next? And okay. even the the one before, you know, it kind of cuts off during that conversation with the little ghost. Like, so we don't know. Did that? Did they just stop recording then? You know. It was the rest of that conversation just removed. Yeah. I wonder if there's a deal between Lakshmi and Jalal because they're so close to each other in the hangar that once they drag these people out of the machines and they're completely incoherent, they just like hand them off to Jalal and they're like, <laughs> shoot him into space. <laughs> <laughs> get away from here. <laughs> you know what's coming. This guy really wants to join Dead Orbit and get out there. <laughs> all right next chasm so we're still on record 343 and this is chasm 7890 yeah so this gives us a little bit of history about you know the device that they have now and then going back to the device that Maya used uh, it says we have applied certain refinements to the device Navarro found records of a prototype of the device at a Golden Age laboratory in Tibet, and Hari's team retrieved what was left of it. We are the first to see it operational in who knows how long. Too many subjects come back damaged. Bad. We are grasping at straws. What do you think, little ghost? Well, I think we've mentioned a laboratory in Tibet. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lhasa, right? Yep, From uh, Ghost Rag and Vex cards. So that's kind of kind of fun to, to hear that come back around to what we talked about before. Also interesting that they had a 
an operational device without encountering this one before. <laughs> yeah, so that right? and that that's a huge thing. Where did so I may specifically mention that it's a prototype that they find. So we don't know, you know, maybe after Maya left, they built a production model and that's what they found or right. You know, maybe they found the the schematics or plans for it, so they built one before finding the original one that was built. Or uh, isn't Navarro the henchman from the first Uncharted game? I thought he was the guitarist from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. Dave Navarro. <laughs> Jane's Addiction, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is great. What a great what a great little callback reference here. The uh, the prototype of the device at the Golden Age Laboratory in Tibet. So. So, but I wonder if this Navarro guy's got to be—he's got to be pretty up there agent in FWC if they allow him to be responsible for this stuff. Same mm-hmm. with this person, Hari. Yeah, and both of them are mentioned in the uh, the No Time to Explain Grimoire card as well. When it's, it's talking about the different timeline analysis, and uh, so Navarro's timeline analysis indicates that the weapon is the fabled Exo Stranger's rifle, enhanced at a future point in this continue continuity and then sent back to this present whereas hari's timeline analysis indicates the weapon was built by beings of unidentifiable origin and arrived here by pure accident i'm on hari's so, side here yeah <laughs> yeah so there's a couple other analysis in that card but those are the two names that we have referenced do you think navarro here. and hari are the two ninjas that hang out up there <laughs> oh man well, i do now <laughs> well, i'm sitting by them right now i'll ask them <laughs> i'll ask It'd be awesome if on those little iPads they're holding, it just says, Hari. Now I have to look. (laughs) It'd be more awesome Uh, if it had our podcast on it. But this this leads into this idea that too many subjects come back damaged. Mm -hmm. So it seems like we're, we're building up to this idea that for as amazing as this device is, like humans just can't tolerate it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is what Maya said back in Vex 5, right? And yes. why she said they should attempt mind-forking. They need more non-insane people. Yes. Yeah. And so it is interesting because I mentioned in their last show, like, they had the records from Maya worth Maya saying, this isn't working with a human. You know, they need something else. Why did they continue it? But then here we have, if they're just now getting those records at this point then they've been going on a long time not knowing the end of Maya's research kind of yes and so that's a long time kind of in the dark it's basically starting over from a scratch <laughs> also let's keep in mind that Maya was a scientist uh and uh, granted in that in Vex 5 she says like what we're doing here is not science uh but there's protocols there's sort of like study happening there's rigid analysis there's like a sense of sort of we're the experts on this thing this is what we're doing like well the war cult is recruiting humans from the city to stick in this thing (laughs) 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 it's like (laughs) join the war cult why uh so we can stick you in this machine We'll give you really good drugs, though. Yeah. Okay, I'm we'll in. We'll give you great drugs and put you in this cool virtual reality machine that we found. <laughs> Meanwhile, their brain gets torn across quantum timelines. Yeah, scrambled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> this is your brain on future war cult. 
<laughs> but I we also get, get that commercial out of my head. No. <laughs> we get this uh, next reference to uh, to ghost. The little so this ghost, little ghost, the one they found in the corner uh, of the sanctum, wherever the sanctum is. It's certainly not in the tower. Uh, so this ghost is now another instance of it being present during all this. Mm-hmm. So on to the next. Yeah. Up next, we have record 343, chasm 7891. Uh, 47 human subjects, 11 report timelines in which the darkness has already prevailed, 13 report timelines in which the city has fallen, 23 babbled madness, hopeless, trapped. No wonder the device was abandoned. The human mind is too weak for it, too weak to look into the future or to understand what it sees. What the situation calls for, little ghost, is a better sort of witness. We found you in pieces in Siberia and repaired you as well as we could. What do you say? Are you well enough to travel? End record. Now we're getting dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they 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 scrambled like the minds of twenty three people at least. <laughs> so okay, forty seven human subjects, but the last record no, two records ago was. Subject 29. So their numbering is crazy. Yeah. Either that or they're just like, there's like an assembly line of humans they've got lined up. <laughs> all all well, 47 of them are included in this one chasm entry. Yeah. yeah. You get your shot in the arm, you go in the machine. Oh, you're nuts. Throw them away. Get the next guy. <laughs> well, I, I, I just look at back what we had mentioned in the last one. is like if record 342 had six subjects and record 341 had seven subjects you know 343 records yeah but we don't know when That's this group started them so many because we don't subjects. know when the collapse happened right because we know mayas ended at record record zero what was it like 50 chasm something, 50 right? something or i think 51 i think yeah but About we don't know how many records from that point up to this point were done yeah we don't know how many chasms there were before record one started mm-hmm or, yeah, so, but I mean, if it's if there's no history of this, it could be all the same thing. Every single record from zero to three four three could be the exact same experience. <laughs> uh, it was fifty two. Sorry, I had to fact check us real quick. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it's like, so here's what happened at record zero. People went bananas when we put them in here, uh, including the dude that that offed himself to prove a point. <laughs> So those records are lost. Somebody picks it back up at record 001 and the whole process starts over again mm-hmm. and they get the exact same results. And now we have this 343 records later, we have people experiencing this same bananas realizations and, and losing their minds here because nobody knows what happens in the record before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a nice theory because the future world car cult records span about 20 records it can't totally be true because they have records of it Uh, (laughs) but we don't know how long it is between records but that also again if lakshmi is really just two you know she could have witnessed every single one of these Mm -hmm. Uh, so she knows what happens what has happened to every subject from 340 to 360 a lot of secrets yeah but at least i mean after melting the brains of 47 people (laughs) 
<laughs> they only melted the brains of 23. Okay. Well. The other the other 24 had Well, we don't reports. know. But we don't know what the effect. So like 13 <clears throat> report Thailand where the city has fallen. So now you've been given the drugs. You get stuck in the machine. You've seen this horrible, terrible future where the darkness has prevailed. Everything is laid to waste. Destruction. Yes. Uh, then they pull you out. And you're still fully conscious. Your brain's not scrambled eggs, but now you have to live with what you've seen. <laughs> but then we decide to shove a ghost in there. That certainly seems to be the uh, the implication here. So they say the device was abandoned, and we don't really know if it was abandoned or not. It was. I mean, the collapse happened, so maybe there was just nobody left. Uh, the human mind is too weak to look into the future, as dragon note of future is capitalized in this instance as if it's a destination or a proper place uh quantum time says differently <laughs> uh, and here we go uh what the situation calls for is a better sort of witness which calls back to noticing that the ghost has been recording this whole time uh, says they found the yeah. ghost in pieces in siberia yeah mm-hmm so <clears throat> Siberia is interesting. Uh, I mean, obviously right near old Russia. So that's Cosmodrome-esque. That means that future war cult at least has people out in the Cosmodrome. Uh, we know that Dead Orbit does. So, And there's plenty of dead ghosts flying around. We don't know if this ghost belonged to a guardian prior to being found <clears throat> by future war cult or if it was just a ghost out flying around and got shot down by the fallen or something like that. And we don't know if when they found it, it unlocked some really cool grimoire. Yeah, maybe they have a ghost <laughs> fragment we don't even know about. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's a special ghost fragment for House of Devils that we'll never get to read because <laughs> they're the ones who shot out of the sky. Uh, here we go. Are you well enough to travel? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna stick a ghost in here. Yeah, and that that had my brain spinning. I don't know. I probably don't want me going off on my theory on it, but it's just the idea of the possible implications of what this could mean is it's exciting to me yeah so we don't we have no idea sort of where this ghost ends up what this ghost sees what it records what it brings back what effect the device has on the ghost mm-hmm. you know whether this poor ghost is still like chained up in future war cults <laughs> you know inner sanctum thing or or what <laughs> Or if this ghost was like, I just watched you melt 27 brains. <laughs> no, I'm not going F in there. You. <laughs> but what can they... Re- so they have like a butterfly net and they catch the ghost with it. They're like, aha, we got you now. Uh, like Lakshmi too is like sneaking up on the ghost with the net. Uh, but also we have to... Do we think that... So say the traveler decides decides to wake up, right? And the first thing it wakes up and goes, I am pissed because you took one of my children and stuck it in this damn machine and fried its poor little brain, (laughs) you know. Uh, But that's assuming it went bad, so. True. It could have gone very well. We don't know. Could have made some reports through the vault of glass. I don't know. So, I mean, the ghosts can obviously travel through Vex gates. Uh, because our ghost travels through the Vex gates with us. Tevis Larson's does not. We find his ghost outside the gate on the endless steps. Uh, so it can't have that crazy... I mean, who knows? Like, maybe stepping through the, the gates in the Vault of Glass is what drove 
our ghost insane and made him change his voice. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but a ghost not tied to a guardian sort of stuffed in this machine. I mean, it depends on the personality of the ghost, too, because we know they have different personalities. Uh, mm-hmm. Weird. Interesting. Yeah, if, so, yeah, it does. If, if you want to know my thoughts on it, come join our fan Slack and you can ask me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know that the ghost had a guardian, you know, because we see a lot of ghosts without guardians flying around the tower, yep. going out doing stuff for for the speaker. So, yeah, maybe it was just out hunting and some jerk fallen shot it down, and then FWC folks found it. Yeah. Or maybe FWC is like, ooh, we need that for our machine. Let's shoot it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait a minute. That would never happen. Wait, never. <laughs> Don't slander Lakshmi's name. I didn't say uh, Lakshmi did it. She's got found she's it. Got but now that you mentioned broken. it. Can of raid. <laughs> spraying the ghost with it. <laughs> it's like, hey, wasp spray has a really, really high range. Come <laughs> here, little ghost. I have, I have a candy for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my uh, machine. I, I, have, I have two daughters and my oldest is four my youngest is one and my four-year-old's at the age where she likes to push around the younger sister a little bit and so i'll hear the, the one-year-old start crying or get i'll hear her fall into a wall quote unquote and i'll run in there i'll be like all right emily what happened i didn't do anything Emily, what happened? She fell into the wall all on her own. Like, uh huh. <laughs> sure, I she don't did. Know. <laughs> Emily, what happened? I woke up and saw the darkness at one. <laughs> like, uh huh. Okay. I was like, I know what really happened here. So, let's poke at let's poke at this this artifact because this artifact also has a record and chasm entry. This I think this is the latest record entry that we have for anything. Uh, which is Yazaz's pendulum, which I use on my Titan all the time. Nice. Uh, the first test of the mechanism codenamed Yazaz's pendulum was not ideal. <laughs> Record 360, chasm 2334. So. It's a pretty nifty looking Yeah, artifact. it's a pretty cool looking artifact. Uh, it reminds me of the... the uh, What's the time thing that Hermione Granger uses in Harry Potter? The time turner. Yes. With spikes all over it. <laughs> uh, Which, I mean, yeah, and is it... Are we supposed to think that's sort of what this is? Is like a little personal-sized... Device. Device, yeah. I want to know what the non-ideal outcome was. Like, because my, <laughs> my... You know, if I'm going to do, like, record... 361 chasm 0001 my test of Yazaz pendulum is fantastic because every time I throw an arc grenade it makes an orb of light uh, <laughs> so I'm okay <laughs> with it but who knows yeah. we don't know who, but it doesn't show you the future yeah we don't know who tested this we don't know who made the record entry we don't know what the effect of this thing was but apparently it's okay for us to carry around <laughs> Uh, this other one here, I'm not sure. I mean, it relates a little bit, but I don't know that it... Not for what we're talking about at the moment, which is the, the Sisyphus <laughs> Project. It's got a really long story behind it, but maybe save that for the end. Or um, for a Clovis Bray episode. Yeah, or the Clovis Bray episode, probably. Yeah. Uh, 
Then with the Lakshmi stuff we already talked about, and then you have the Deep Lore. Chasm, a marked interruption of continuity, a gap, a chasm of time. So now we're going to talk, so that's, I mean, that's what we have for Future War Cult on the surface, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you they, they dress you like a clown, they talk in secrets. Come um, on. <laughs> They're full of ninjas. <laughs> Apparently, they have a decent fusion with rifle. iPads. Yeah, with iPads. Uh, and Lakshmi too is an old lady. Um, and we sit around <laughs> and smoke. <laughs> and they scramble like the brains of people. <laughs> but unlike the other two factions, I mean, other than Outbound Signal, which deals with future work with Dead Orbit, there's not a lot of faction-specific quests in the game other than the ones to, like, whatever, get your exotic item from them. But FWC is tied deeply to some of the, the larger quests in the game. Uh, so we're going to take a look at some of that stuff and how it has sort of changed maybe the perception like there's there's way more lore surrounding future war cult than there is either of the other two factions mm. yeah. which uh, is why we're on our third episode of this yes <laughs> and our, we our capacity to interact with these things is much greater so let's talk about some of that stuff i think we, we'll go we'll go with the, the biggest one right off the break which is paradox which is awesome yes this is a fantastic <laughs> So this quote, uh, <clears throat> every timeline I see through the door of my cell, every sliver of reality bears one constant, her. She's always there, standing sometimes off to one side, sometimes in the foreground, sometimes sad, sometimes speaking to herself, and always carrying a gun. Let's just file 00003 from Pradith's Ghost. So you should be familiar with the name Pradith at this point, uh one of the three three that we know uh, members of Kabir's fire team that descended into the vault of glass. Pradith was was to quote, skip across time like a stone. Uh, and Paradox opens up the fate of Pradith to us. Uh, I like this, this quote here under Paradox mission. <laughs> Not going to read the whole transcript. Why? Because this isn't a Vex episode. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Beta. <laughs> As I now pull up the transcript. <laughs> well, this, so this ties, so even right now, so now we have Future War Cult tied explicitly to the Vault of Glass, uh, possibly to Kibir's fire team, which happened way before, you know, prior to the New Guardian Age, this is the city age we're talking about now. So we know the, the war cult potentially was very active there, uh, but we'll talk about them a little bit. But some of the relevant quotes uh, are, are mentioned here from Paradox. So the first one is from Ikora Ray. She says, From deep in that vault, we've received a signal laced with an old vanguard signature. Vex technology disrupts the weft and weave of time itself. If a guardian has become lost, unstuck in time, we must return them home. <clears throat> so, the old Vanguard signature, we don't really know anything about that. Like, 
the signal is laced with an old like I can only the only thing I can imagine is Star Wars when they're flying to the Death Star. They're like, <laughs> you know, we have weapons parts for the for the moon. Like, do they have a do they have an access code? It's an old one, it's sir. An old one, but it checks out. <laughs> like, is that what <laughs> is that what we're dealing with here, or is the implication here that old Vanguard meaning that there was a different team in the Vanguard positions? Like it was. This is not Ikora, Zavala, and Cade, who we know to be the Vanguard, but maybe the Vanguard prior to them, possibly Osiris. Uh, you know, possibly uh, some of these other characters we know have have been in the position of Vanguard. And then we have this. Well, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, we have a direct reference from the Osiris Grimoire card to Titans assembled teams to chase the legendary Vault of Glass instead of striking the Fallen. I mean, yeah. did Osiris send these this specific group of Guardians into the Vault? And that's, I mean, that has its own huge implications, right? Like, yeah. Osiris is obsessed with the Vex. Oh, there's this Vault of Glass thing. I'm going to pull a team together and send them in there. And all the terrible things that happened down there. Yeah. So. One of those big maybes. Yeah. And this also is... So if this is laced with a Vanguard signature, does that mean that the Vanguard at the time knew that Kabir and his team were headed in there? This was like a sanctioned mission. Because otherwise, how would these these Guardians have you know, the ability to, to broadcast a signal with a Vanguard signature in it? But we don't really know because we never account. Like when we broadcast back to the tower, are our transmissions laced with the Vanguard signature? Because that's who we're talking to. Like, are all transmissions laced with the Vanguard signature? We don't really know. Uh, and then we have Vex technology disrupts the weft and weave of time itself. I don't like that quote. I feel like that is Ikora <laughs> just spouting off at the mouth about what she thinks happens. She's certainly never been down there that we know of. So. <laughs> well, yeah. The Vault of Glass seems to disrupt the weft and weave of time itself, but only within the Vault of Glass, right? Yes. Yeah. So. So, and I I love this mission. I love the transmissions from Paradis, too. Yeah. So. Also, in this, this is the mission where we get the, is it Kaber? Or is it Kabir? Uh, I think he says Kabir in this one. Well, they say it both ways. But yeah, in the Icor, same but Ikora says it a different think, way at the end. Yeah, Ikora says it Kabir. And. Uh, yeah, Praetith says, Praetith says Kabir. Kabir. And Luke Smith says. Yeah, don't trust the person whose mind was, <laughs> what was a skipped across time. Oh, yeah, right. Instead, <laughs> trust the head of the hidden, like one of the most secretive. Factions and all of destiny, yeah. But trust her; she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, it's probably pronounced like Bob. <laughs> kebab, kebab, clearly. Kebab, kebab. Sorry, team. Kebab. I like kebabs. Oh no, I'm hungry. <laughs> so Praetith, uh and I mean this this mission pops up all the time, so you, you can certainly play this in and get an idea about what happens here. Uh, 
specifically the the daily heroic version of this mission yes is, mm-hmm. is the one is the real version yeah which requires the alternate <laughs> path through the vault as well yeah and if you haven't done the alternate path before and you're going to do it good luck something i, I always do i always forget is <laughs> if you're a warlock and if, can't jump. if you're going by yourself you can't wipe or you can't die because if you wipe you have to start the mission over or the ghosts don't appear and i was going through it and i found the first two and then i was just kind of having fun exploring and jumping around and ended up killing myself and then had to restart the whole mission Oof. so that was the this was the first time that i played with drop was uh doing this doing the paradox mission and collecting the ghosts <laughs> and it was just me and you yeah that was it and we uh, polished it off and it was pretty awesome so we have an interesting implication here uh, where these are labeled as Praetith's Ghost 2, Praetith's Ghost 3, uh, which is weird because I don't think Praetith had four ghosts. No, Still I think... the glass, man. No, <laughs> I, I, I think that, that the way this was labeled, these are the quotes that pop up when you pick the ghosts up, right? Yes. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're attributing those to... But that means to, to him having multiple ghosts. I think it's just when you when you pick up a ghost, it triggers his dialogue. All I right. Think. But then why are the, so? Where are these three ghosts coming from? Whose oh. ghosts? Whose ghosts are these? All right. Well, uh, I mean, I never opened the vault with three people. I, yeah, exactly. So that's a pretty heavy <laughs> implication here that the other three members of this strike team were so erased from history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just their ghosts remained. But not even Praetith remembers their names. Yeah, exactly. And that's like that's one of the horrors of the Oracles. You know, that they you will just be flat out wiped from time. And not that you'll be wiped from time, time existence to the point where like your ghost pretty much goes comatose <laughs> because <laughs> it can't even remember that you were once the guardian it raised and bonded itself to. Right. And one of your buddies gets so crazy about it, he goes and makes a gun that talks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but isn't part of the, of what the Vault of Glass is, and maybe, maybe I need to listen to our quantum mechanics episode to really get the gist, <laughs> gist of it. But like, if someone was skipped across, you know, the multiple timelines of the vault of glass or the, all the paths you know what is it for the vault of glass like all timelines converge yeah into one and so if if Pradith was skipped across you know isn't there a chance that you know there was now multiple Praetiths like on cross all well, timelines and they're all I mean, yeah, we, the vault and so well we no, don't know because when you, when you skip a stone across the water you're not creating multiple stones. Right. And we don't really know where Praetith is. Right. Yeah, he, he just says like he is in his the door of his cell. Uh like <laughs> yeah. my, his, his little sealed off vexed pocket. <laughs> yeah. Well um, well think of it this way, like so we just talked about the device, which was designed to mimic Vex gates, and we know that it distributes a consciousness temporally. You know, maybe where Praetith is really is he is in like the pure, he's in the Vex version of this. For the Vex, this it's nothing to create something like this. So they nab Praetith, they throw him in this, you know, this cell, quote unquote, is really just this pure version of the device that keeps his consciousness 
just constantly bopping between timelines like and that's got to be torturous to think about like how he even kept his mind straight through all that is ridiculous Mm. Um, you know how do you even how do you even function like when you're constantly being you know shunted between these different timelines uh and witnessing all these crazy things but it also gives you incredible insight and we learned this from paradox that suddenly praetith has this amazing insight to what the vex fear and what their inevitability is uh but let's let's get there let's take the rest of these uh <clears throat> yeah the next one uh i guess yeah the, the the so the quote when you pick up the first ghost is is not relevant to <laughs> our general topic here yeah. so we skipped to to when you pick up the second ghost which is uh I had a friend back at the tower. She used to say, Praetith, there's always room in the mind for hope. It's the crack that lets the light in. The Vex have no hope, no imagination, no drive, no fear. All they have is the pattern. Everything must fit. If it can be made to fit, good. If it can't, it gets cut away. And this is where we first time we ever hear about this thing, the pattern. Uh, it's never mentioned anywhere until right here. But yeah, the crack that lets the light in. Who, which is yeah, super interesting quote. Considering we also hear that about about the Aegis. Yes. Uh, and we don't have any idea who this friend is uh, mm-hmm. either. But yeah, I remember some people saying it was uh, could be Lakshmi, but then she has a quote after you find his ghost about not knowing like a guardian she's never met or yeah. something. Well, yeah but if he was removed wholly from this timeline she could have said that to him and then the Lakshmi we talked to has no recollection of that because it or never if, happened to her or if she was reset right there's certainly explanations for why it could be Lakshmi or it could be Akora because I think it, it kind of sounds Akora like to yeah. me um, but yeah it's, that's but yeah, this is where we get the pattern. And everything must fit. If it can be made to fit good, if it can, it gets cut away. So that is... And so now we believe that like, this is the purpose of the oracles, right? So, you know, everything, all these timelines converge in the vault right at Atheon. He's time's conflux. Uh, and he starts to analyze aspects of these timelines that fit the pattern. And if they find something that doesn't, the oracles erase it. It gets cut away. Uh, you know, the potential that there were three other guardians with Kabir, Praetith, uh, and Pahanan, they didn't fit. They get cut away. And, like, we know that it's different It's different for guardians because they're paracausal and that it's difficult for the Vex to affect them directly. Uh, the Vault has different sort of, a different set of rules in that regard. Uh but yeah, this is this is the pattern. This is everything the Vex do is for the purposes of the pattern, uh, which is strange because then you start thinking about oh well we have you know the the Weaver and the Unraveler, Oryx's daughters, uh, who who take one reality and weave it something else in like they basically create a new pattern, just very similar. But we're not talking about the Hive right now. <laughs> no matter what song I say. Uh, <laughs> so that brings us to, I guess we're going to have to, though. 
That brings us to Prey of the Ghost number three. Uh, and this is, we get huge insight into what is motivating the Vex and what they believe their inevitability to be. So, they think this is the end of them, a path with no escape. And yet, here they are. There they were, and there they will be, and there they will have been. For them, there is no paradox. There is only the pattern. And the pattern needs the Vex to see it to completion, so the Vex must be. For the mind of Vex, is that faith? So the end that he's referring to here is the inevitability that the vault will be taken by Oryx. Uh, that is the end of the Paradox mission. Spoilers, but if you haven't done it by now, <laughs> uh, get on it. Uh, so, and this is, this is, could be why the vault was built in the first place, you know, to try and discover a reality wherein the Vex are not taken by, uh, by Oryx, but that creates the paradox where the real threat is that the vault gets taken, so if they didn't build the vault in the first place, it couldn't get taken, but if they didn't build the vault, they'd never know. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> and, this is, yeah. and this is this other part of the paradox, you know? Like, uh, there has to be a... There's only the pattern, uh, but the pattern needs the Vex to complete. So that means the Vex have to exist. But the Vex exist because they have to complete the pattern that says they need to exist. <laughs> it's like an Ouroboros of, of scarf making. I don't know. Uh, and says, is this faith? Which is funny because he says, is this faith? But then in the previous entry, he says they have no hope, no imagination, no drive, no fear. <laughs> yeah, but faith, you know. But faith, maybe. <laughs> Everybody has to have some kind of qualities. Again, worth noting that <laughs> Praetis' brain has been scattered across time. So. Oh, right. I mean, being put through the device breaks people's brains. Who knows what's going on with Praetis' brain at this point? Yeah. But so far, uh, we don't have any records that a Guardian's been put into the device, right? We do not. So maybe, so how do we, we really aren't sure how that how that's going to affect a guardian with their, I don't know, their ability to be resurrected and be what paracausal. Yeah. Or the, like the ability to self-define. Yeah. Well, that's like, a I've huge gotten, thing. Like, yeah. you know, guardians make their own fate. So what do you see when you look across a timeline as a guardian? It's like, well, I can make whatever I want. Like, yeah. So, I mean, if they don't <laughs> get the, the or when they get to instance seven or eight, they might see this terrible thing, but they, if they see their death, it probably isn't going to scare them too much. <laughs> yeah. right. You know what I mean? So they can continue past that onto other things. Yeah, just ask a thanatonaut. More scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. And then this last line here is when you find the very end, after you defeat, so at the at the end of paradox you fight you know this uh taken descendant this giant gate lord-esque yeah uh taken that you normally find out patrol uh it's not atheon atheon's a different sort of model of vex there we don't know what this 
this gate lord, this taken gate lord is, but we know it's controlling sort of, or it's been taken way down deep inside the vault uh, in this weird sort of like overgrown version of the the glass throne. And we and he doesn't have he doesn't have like a proper name, correct? No, I just think it's like the whatever the the descendant line is. Right, right. Which is a whole, I mean, a whole other thing. We'll we'll talk about that when we talk about the Vex. But uh, so I mean, you fight through them, and then you know, a little little door opens in the back, and we find a ghost in a treasure chest. This is is this the is this fabled the fabled chest. last chest? <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> See, and that goes that goes back for me to what we discussed a long time ago, that the way they write the lore, they leave it so kind of open-ended in piece in parts, and, and they see what, what the community's doing, and they might have they may have never had an intention of, of adding in that that last chest until everyone was so convinced there had to be another chest, you know, so they could have added it then. And and to bring it up again uh, the the rise of iron, you know, they're building probably on stuff that they just left open ended that they didn't have planned, or if they had planned, it was probably pretty loose. So again, to to kind of speculate out on some of that stuff is, to me, a little, you know, it, it's fun, but uh, but you know, we don't we don't know any facts or, or why that's there, or if that's the chest, or if it was there all along and they finally just gave us access to it. Yeah, it only exists in that timeline. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah so i mean and this is i love this mission it's blighted descendant is just the name of the uh the boss that's there so it doesn't have any special name or anything like that okay yeah not like morphon the blighted <laughs> mind yeah you kill earlier it's kind of a terrible name <laughs> it, just, it just sounds bad yeah so we open this chest we find a ghost in it and our ghost then says another dead ghost this is wait this is Pradith's ghost she's still got files in her core memory they're marked with future war cult headers I bet Lakshmi will want to see this whoa 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 so do we we've got a female ghost we do ghosts have gender wow okay I didn't I didn't know I didn't ever really put that together until right then when you said that so is is this something where they have gender? Is this just this person making a comment? Well, I mean, it's like a who lot knows? of times we'll say like he just as like a general term. Like, is this could just be this just the same thing? Just saying. Well, it's a weird. Yeah, she kind of like Mother Earth type of thing. Well, we like, encounter well, this a lot in Destiny, though. Like, like whenever I write show notes, I always refer to Rasputin as it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. But in the grimoire, they refer to. Rasputin as him uh, you know our our ghost has a male voice and Finchurch's ghost is named Neville yeah yeah so, so maybe they just have a, they could have different voices yeah but like but these are things like well, what, I think it's I'm sure it's more than just the way the voice sounds you know what I mean yeah so that's the so the question is is what do these and I'm sure we're looking way too deep into this uh but like, what do these gendered pronouns like matter what do to they mean? artificial intelligence or a ghost, which is a completely like paracausal miniature light offshoot of this, you know, 
gigantic <laughs> light being that's hovering over the city. So it's like, is this is just like a cool little thing? Like, hey, guess what? Like she, uh, or is, you know, I I personally think like I think it'd be awesome. Like I wish you know, we spend so much time with our ghost in the game. It's like I can choose my guardian's gender. Why can't I choose my ghosts? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Well, I mean, think about think <laughs> about the way people, you know, see Siri, you know, or or. Uh, in Halo, Cortana. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it makes a, it, it makes a difference to me, um, mm-hmm. even if they are just AI, uh, on how you're going to interact and how they interact with you, and and you know whenever like when Cortana gets all crazy and you're like, whoa, it has a different meaning than it to me than if it was some male AI that goes nuts. Three you know four three I mean? guilty spark. Exactly. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a different feeling about it, and it, it definitely it pulls the story in different directions. So yeah, I mean if if when if you got to choose, I mean, granted, for the for the sake of, of the game, you know, it'd be tough. It, it, it'd throw a lot more complexities into, you know, the cutscenes and stuff like that if you had to change the, the voice of the, the ghost every time. I mean, not that big of a deal, but, but if it did, you know, it would definitely make you a little more kind of, of, of how do you put it, you're a little more just in the game. Uh, yeah. you, you've got a little more kind of, of mm-hmm. it's more just, you like more yeah yeah like it, you can you are your own guardian like right right it, it makes it a little more personal yeah well well on that note too um it was discussed in our fan slack bungie if you ever plan on having female voices <laughs> sherbert pop who recorded <laughs> dex 5 from our previous episode has said she is very willing to record every ghost line in the game <laughs> and be an option <laughs> and i would love to have a sherbert awesome. voiced ghost in my arsenal so just in case you're listening which would be hilarious because it would be <laughs> quick scan this console they have pokemon in here and that's all <laughs> <laughs> it would be and then she never leaves that console yeah, ever it would be it would be an hour like the vex are shooting me in the back and she's like they have a shiny guarvadar this is amazing i've almost got it broken <laughs> get back in your pokeball get back, get back. I'll, no, but hey, I mean, there's plenty of amazing female voice actors out there. Jeez, Absolutely. Uh, give me, like, Jennifer Hale as my ghost. Probably carries way more weight uh, than than the sort of, like, mindless, not no, you know, sort of knocks on the voice acting. It's fantastic, but I'm, I've never... It's, it's kind of ro- almost robotic-ish. Right, is that kind of what you're meaning? Like, no, not I as just much... like my our our ghost now with some of his inflections and the way the things are done. It's like I feel, you know, I got like the the high school dropout ghost. <laughs> like he's he doesn't seem to be the sharpest, you know, nail in the box. <laughs> he uh, lives in your backpack. Yeah, that's where he belongs. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he was a real ghost, he would just be hanging out with me all the time and not in his backpack pokeball. No, you want him hidden so he doesn't get shot. I guess I, I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not hot. You're, you're on, hiding you're hiding ghost. your death in that thing. I suppose that's true. <laughs> Keep it safe. <laughs> Keep it safe. Keep it. But that opens like that opens up so many options, like so many amazing options for yeah. for ghost. I who knows? Maybe that was a last gen restriction, and that's something that's going to happen in in gen two, where we're suddenly going to like pick the voice of your ghost because well, you got to listen to it for the next hundred and fifty hours. 
Or <laughs> as if we've 4, only 000. played this game. Yeah, I was going to say. 150, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> what am I, that's, level 20? That's that's a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> my, my last hours count played, I think, was 4,220, something uh, like that. Well, wasn't it? It was, I think it was Halo Reach that had the option where you could kind of buy the different voices for like the game announcing or something. You could get like Captain or those different options. There'd just be something. That'd be are something you, are you suggesting you'd pay money if your voice, or if, yes. your, if your ghost could be voiced <laughs> by Snoop Dogg? No, not Snoop Dogg. But there's others. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I'd do that. I'd, I'd pay. I'd pay some. Buy some silver for a Samuel L. Jackson ghost. Heck yes. Right. Wouldn't you? <laughs> so, pray to this ghost. So, I carried this ghost around me for a really long time. I did not hand it back into FWC. <laughs> I loved having it in my inventory. It ended up really screwing me because I got sort of delayed heavily on the No Time to Explain quest. Uh, and I remember you turned it in. And then I remember you thought you'd get another one when you ran it with me. And yeah, you didn't, and I did not. And you were upset. I was very upset. <laughs> so about the, because I was thinking about that too. Like, is that just because you ran it on the same character? I think, yeah, because I did it on the same account? character. Okay. But I you, think can't, I you, can't move it, you can't move it from account to account though, right? No, so you, if you cannot. Yeah, so if you got it on your Titan, you couldn't move it over to your Hunter and be all like, oh, I still got it. Right, but you could still have it on your account. So you could still have a Warlock, Praetith Ghost, but not, couldn't have it on your Hunter. But this is also marked with future war called headers. So uh, the things that are recorded by the ghost are are given headers for the faction that you're a part of. That's interesting. Uh, so Predators were marked with FWC. Does that mean my ghost is marked with dead orbit headers? Uh, I mean, other and, and your uh, your King's Fall ghost is marked with Oryx headers. Oh, good. <laughs> what about the Os- what about the Osiris ghosts or the Iron Banner ghosts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. or even the Crucible ghosts. So, uh, and I bet Lakshmi will want to see this. Uh, also, yeah, but not before I do. I want to see them. <laughs> it's like, listen, I just cleared the vault of all this cosmic dread and threat. It's very comfortable down here. There's birds flying in the sky. There's beautiful plant life. I'm going to roll out a picnic ghost, and you're going to read to me everything that's in this ghost we just found. And nah, then nah, we'll nah, go nah. back you're to gonna, You can wait. <laughs> you can wait until we fly all the way back to the tower, and then we'll give it to Lakshmi. And then she won't tell you what it says. Yeah, she won't no. tell you anything. She's going to keep a secret. Come on. So, Lakshmi, like, next time you can go down there without a ghost because you're not a guardian. See how long you last against the blighted descendant and all those stupid hobgoblins. <laughs> I'm just picturing some poor, like, just worn out guardian walking up and saying, here's the ghost. Oh, And she's like, thanks. And then you're just escorted out by the ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's a little weird to me that we get two quotes from Lakshmi about this, like... Yeah, what are they? I don't know. But uh, the first one is, The Vault of Glass is a place of many mysteries. To find a ghost of our order deep within its shifting timescape. Thank you, Guardian. The cult owes you a debt. So she confirms it is it is a future war cult ghost. Mm-hmm. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> How high of a rank do you have to be? 
Um, more than I am, apparently. I mean, I'm happy. All my characters use Dread Explorer, so. <laughs> I, I rock the Dead Orbit Ghost all the way, but. Yeah, I do think that there were uh, a screenshots in that from the Rise of Iron, like from the Bungie.net webpage. Yeah, the new, there's a new monarchy there's like, one. There's a new monarchy one, and there's one that has like a purple and white that could possibly be a future war cult as well. But There you go. We'll have to wait and see. Not enough yellow and red to go with that purple, though. Comes sure. comes with nine free chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a whopper. It's, it's a ghost, it's a ghost shaped like a whopper. That's what you get. You just pull it it's out. The second quote. A guardian I've never heard of leaves behind a ghost I've never seen carrying files stamped with cult headers. Files I would have had to authorize to be stamped that way. This kind of thing is why I wake up in the morning. <laughs> Watch me too. So she says, carrying files stamped with cult headers, files I would have had to authorize. Does this mean that Lakshmi too has always been the leader of future war cult? Or at least since the city age, she's been in charge. Because this implies that she knows exactly when Praetith went into the vault. Because she would have had to have been the one to authorize, right? Mm-hmm. Well, header. if the headers, the headers would ostensibly have some sort of a timestamp in them, right? Yeah. So, it's yeah. probably she's looking at it, going, "Well, I remember that day, but I didn't do this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been wiped <laughs> twice, so that's no surprise. <laughs> so if if we're thinking that she has been kind of the head here a long time do we think that she was the one keeping the records in the ghost fragment future war cult card or it's record 343 i mean if she's if she's sort of in charge of the whole operation she's probably not the one actually sitting there keeping the records of of the potential members that they decide to subject to this yeah she's, but, she's above but that maya was maya was kind of well, the right but head of she, that, was, she was the one keeping records she was also there at the very beginning yeah she was the very beginning she started the whole thing, so. Yeah, I think I don't think Lakshmi too sort of hangs out and, and keeps a journal of all this. I'm sure she has other people do that. She may have to sort of like approve them for entry uh, into like official records, but I don't think she's the one like sitting there with her little stenographer typewriter documenting what happens. <laughs> but this is just the start of No Time to Explain. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other interesting quests you have to go on, and all of them are tied back to Future War Cult. So it's worth noting, uh, I think most people probably only ever ran these once, so they're easy to forget about. Uh, but these are some pretty some pretty hefty quests. Heavy things. Yeah, we got to go on, and there's some, some weird stuff tied in here. Uh <laughs> So let's jump. These are a lot of these are the not forged in light quests, and this is how you get no time to explain, which is the sort of exotic version of the stranger's rifle. Right, and the not forged in light name is specifically a reference to the stranger, the exo stranger. She says that she's not forged in light because she's not a guardian. So. So this is not forged in light. This is part we have to hunt down a take a minotaur taken by Oryx. <clears throat> it says, here's how I see it. The hive want to eat us. 
the Fallen won our stuff, and the Cabal won our planet. But it's the Vex, Guardian. Only the Vex can take our past away from us. If we're going to understand what these files mean, I'm going to need more context. Hunt down a powerful Minotaur taken by Oryx. Destroy it. Pull out its simulation core from its husk. Shatter the core and return it to me. So, the eye here... It's, this quote is not attributed to Lakshmi, but it's pretty much got to be her. So. Yeah, I think it's on the... Um, when you accept the quest page, it's like, accept quest, yeah. and it has the quote to it. It's the quote there. Pretty sure. So, uh, then I noted, why a Minotaur? Why not any taken? Uh, but this is... Only well, taken Vex. Yeah. Any yeah, any taken Vex. Uh, but this could, and I, I sort of paused it a little bit, like maybe only Minotaurs have simulation cores, right? So what you need is a simulation core. So if Hobgoblins and Goblins don't have simulation cores, that's got to be from this Minotaur. But then that goes all the way back to the Vex fragments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is this it's sort of a look at what kind of Vex platform they had? Uh, did they have a Minotaur because of this simulation core? That's where the, the simulations were running. Yeah, and that would explain why I might have been a little worried at first when she found out that it was working. Because <laughs> if this Minotaur wakes up and is pissed... <laughs> That could uh, <laughs> that could not end very well. Yeah. The scientists there, or and we know Hydras have simulation cores as well because mm -hmm. uh, Blade Transform was a Hydra and she was able to perform like heavy duty yeah. simulations. So, and then is this is oh no this is from Praetis Ghost. <laughs> a whole lot of files after file zero 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 three. Yeah. Yeah, so this is worth <laughs> noting. So this is the simulation core. Once you bring the simulation core back to Lakshmi, we get a... <clears throat> Saw darkness, but not in the abstract. Not like the speaker talks about it. Real flesh and blood darkness standing before me. It wore a fallen captain like he was a suit of clothes. It laughed at me, reached out a hand, and then it was gone, off to somewhere else. File 48743 from Prey to the Ghost. <laughs> the first one we heard earlier was 00003. <laughs> so this ghost saw a lot. Yeah, including a taken captain. Right? Yes. And I think that's the implication there. So. So, but this is something that happened to but, Praetith or to Praetith's ghost? Because we know they've been separated. Yeah. Um, yeah, how did it see out of its chest? Oh yeah, it's locked in that little. Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe the. <laughs> and I don't think that we encounter any taken captains in the vault. I mean, we do in some other missions, but I don't know if we do in Paradox. Uh, oh, we do down it. there they, in the well. I think we at do the very the, start of the Templars. In the Templars well, yeah, there's a yeah, bunch yeah. of them in there. But, but yeah, we also don't know how that ghost got in that chest. How like, the yeah, effects just the stuck it in there the right before the vault. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they they just put it there on purpose. They after they opened the door for us. So are we attributing then like the? Oh yeah, I guess they're all. Uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, but here's the other thing. So like we know that the vault plays with what's 
what time is, right? So we mm. encounter those Taken captains in the vault in our current game. And the Taken didn't make it to our system until just recently. Uh, but this happened to Praetis Ghost. So unless Praetis Ghost was flying around the vault, you know, like 20 minutes before we got there, uh, this encounter with a Taken captain must have happened pretty far back in the past. Uh, mm -hmm. And that puts forward like this interesting sort of posit, you know, we know that at some point in the past, the Elixni encountered Oryx. Uh, so there could have been Taken fallen. And the, the Taken encountered the Vex way before they ever got to us. So this Taken captain could be from that very first encounter uh, that the Elixni had with the Taken way before there could have even like even been Guardians. Uh, mm -hmm. So that, well, and then maybe it's Chelchus. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. But uh, from the take that Praetith mission, when you get the ghost, those three ghosts, each one unlocks a Grimoire card too. Uh, Mystery Vault of Glass, Mystery Vault of Glass Two, Mystery Vault of Glass Three. Each one tells like a story of almost kind of like the same theme here is some event that doesn't really make sense for a ghost to witness yeah is being witnessed so that that's very much the the idea that you know these ghosts maybe were had a glimpse of al alternate timelines or or the like you know, we know that the future of the vault is inevitable so maybe this ghost got a glimpse of a or pray this ghost got a glimpse of the inevitability like all it doesn't matter in the vault because every future points to the taken being there so it's, right. it makes sense that it, the ghost would have encountered that at some point well and 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 theoretically every gate on the vex network connects back to the vault somehow yeah so if if there's a gate on or was a gate on the elixir homeworld then so that would potentially explain how the the ghost in the vault was able to see the elixir homeworld Then we have this hash from the uh, the simulation core. So, and that reads: uh, Imperative corrupted, seek light, destroy light, obey the collective mind, obey the hashtag money sign four two two asterisk exclamation point <laughs> oryx <laughs> obey oryx. <laughs> Uh, and that makes sense like that is that falls right in line with what it means to sort of be taken uh, you know the the taken minotaur card reads you're a minotaur a walking foundry your first purpose is to think about construction folding space and time into the design your second purpose is to eliminate threats to the design which is sort of like a side version of you know only the pattern. Remove that, which is not part of the pattern. You have been taken. Worship this acausal environment. It is the only adaptive response. Subsume yourself to the greatest design. Your physical unpredictability will be enhanced by stealth. Accept the changing blade. Yeah, whose idea was invisible minotaurs? 
<laughs> so rude. It's not the invisible part I can deal with. It's just like the the instant lateral movement that drives me crazy. <laughs> Look, we have a phantom note here from either the past or the future by this guy, Beta. Uh, 422 is the network code for an unprocessable entity error, which is a cool little, like, Easter egg nugget. <laughs> Uh, but this is interesting too because this sort of like we've always talked about like the idea of being taken you know it's like a two-step process here there's there's the the meta process of oryx just like overwriting a being's will with his own but then there's like the the subjective process where he's making this offer to what is being taken you know saying this is your weakness i offer you this this blade to uh, enhance yourself to become closer to the final shape uh, but yet here we have this where it's like you know imperative corrupted it, this is in all caps it very much seems like this is a not a good thing that is happening <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it may not be as benevolent as and again you know it's of course when Oryx tells the story it's like I'm doing this great thing for you I'm helping you get closer to the final you shape take the knife yeah but then from this other side it's like ah <gasps> <laughs> faster must go faster yeah <laughs> so, and that leads to let's talk about paradoxes <laughs> <laughs> so you mean uh the next step in the quest the next step that, in the quest uh yeah excellent work i'll make good use of this data your ghost is feeding me thanks ghost for feeding locks me the data and not me <laughs> <laughs> We spent more time looking through these files, uh, and we believe we know what your next step must be. It will not be an easy one. Gather a fire team and return. Return to the Vault of Glass. Confront Time's Conflux, Atheon, and take its eye. Within the eye will be invaluable data. Shatter it as you do the simulation core, and then return it to me. Okay. So, <laughs> there's the lore implication here, and there's the bumping up against the game implication here. So bumping up the against the game implication here is that we have to go somewhere and get a thing. This is a really cool place to go. This is a really cool boss to fight. It also takes anybody who's not didn't experience the vault in year one uh, and allows year two guardians to sort of have a reason to go back. Right, which is great. Mm -hmm. Which is fantastic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lore-wise, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it like acknowledges that, that you're <laughs> returning to the vault. Yes. It very much acknowledges that we're returning to the vault. Yeah. It doesn't even pretend like this is the first time you've gone there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although somebody mentioned this, was this you, Gabo, we're talking about this? That in the first Probably. part of Paradox, when we pass through that last gate and we manifest in the inevitable future of the vault, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This all timelines point to this. No matter what timeline you're in, the vault is taken. We clear it out because we're a paracausal entity that the Vex could never simulate. So they just sort of like took their best shot, threw us in there to see what would happen. Uh, but how do we get out? Yeah. 
I mean, if if by going through that gate we are we are shifting into that timeline, yeah, we, we never leave. We never leave that timeline. So we could theoretically return to orbit, go back to Lakshmi, and in this timeline we've suddenly manifested in, we've never beaten Atheon. So we are, in fact, returning to the Vault of Glass, but the last time we went there, we didn't fight Atheon. We fought the Blighted Descendant. So now we have to return to the Vault and fight Atheon, because in this timeline, we never fought Atheon. <laughs> I need another beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to listen to that quantum yeah. physics. Episode. Yeah, well, the, word, <laughs> the quantum time episode is going to be a fun one. Uh, <sighs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And the take his eye and shatter it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it's, I guess it's crazy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, by this point, most year two guardians are going down there with sleeper simulants and melting. <laughs> one cycle you want hard. <laughs> yeah, it's not even. Uh, I'm surprised there's an eye left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe this is just me, but I expected a little bit more from for the in the flavor text from the eye of Atheon. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So we take the eye of the gate lord, like we take Zydron's eye, we plug it into the complex on Mars, and that thing opens the entire black garden for us. Uh Atheon is time's conflux. We get his eye and we get a you know, five line <laughs> uh, yeah. quote here, but there's Atheon's haiku. Yeah, there's some potentially huge things in this haiku. So, uh, the final thoughts of Atheon: Times conflux, uh, passion and paradox aid the vision. Simplicity requires complexity. Resent the joke. Glimpse the chasm. Uh, let's unpack that because there's a lot there. <laughs> Uh, passion and paradox. So the mark of no tomorrow, which is future war cult, says passion and patience in equal measure will open the unlimited way. And then we have paradox. Paradox is the name of the mission. Uh, aid the vision. And I just put a note here of confluence. Uh, <laughs> but that makes sense because a confluence is where multiple rivers or streams meet right right so aiding in the vision of confluence would be like a prime directive of atheon whose job is to sort of you know congregate all these time streams to to further the pattern yeah uh simplicity requires complexity and i just made some notes here of a of sim simplicity and complexity as they appear uh, throughout the grimoire and the game itself. Uh, Scalpel Wing 4 says, if overwhelmed by the complexity of your own powers, fall back on the ancient mantra, observe, orient, act, repeat. Uh, arc Energy states that complex matter is bound by deep forces. And the Burning Shrine says, Unknown energies and complex mechanics of the shrine have been studied and mapped by the curious, yet its purpose remains a mystery. But this is more of like a general quote here, right? Like, uh, simplicity requires complexity is the, the final simplicity, 
you know, the, the pattern, right? The pattern, the, the simplicity of reality is everything is Vex. <laughs> uh, and it's an incredibly complex algorithm or equation to get there. You have to weave an incredibly complex pattern to get to the end result of <laughs> everything equals Vex, which is about as simple as you can get, <laughs> which is how I read that. But. Uh, then there's this one. Here we go. <laughs> Resent the joke. Here's how I read this. Uh, I'd love to hear other takes on this, but this is when I read Resent the Joke, this is what I got out of it. Uh, the great cosmic joke is always that you are what you are seeking. Like that is that any religious or spiritual seeking uh, will always put you right back where you started. That's that's the cosmic joke. Uh, it's also a possible reference to synchronicity, uh, which is a Jungian, Carl Jungian concept, uh, who's a psychiatrist, which holds that events are of meaningful coincidences if they occur with no causal relationship yet seem to be meaningfully related. Uh, that is my dog dreaming in the background. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's been variously defined, synchronicity here, uh, as an acausal connecting principle or meaningful coincidence or acausal parallelism. Uh, temporally coincident occurrences of acausal events. Uh so his belief was that just as like events are connected by causality, they can also be connected by meaning. Uh, events connected by meaning may not need to have an explanation in terms of causality, uh, which is a direct contradiction of the axiom of causality uh, in specific cases, but uh, not so generally. For the record, Jung uses to describe the paranormal. Uh, and he sort of has this quote here that's, <clears throat> How are we to recognize a-causal combinations of events since it is obviously impossible to examine all chance happenings for their causality? The answer to this is that a-causal events may be expected most readily where, or on closer reflection, a causal connection appears to be inconceivable. Uh, that's a whole lot of like uh, psychiatry jargon uh, and sort of metaphysics to describe these things here. Uh, but this sort of like synchronized a-causal events is the definition of like a coincidence. You know, it's like you have a dollar in your pocket and then you go buy a cup of coffee that happens to cost exactly a dollar. Uh, you know, the dollar in your pocket didn't cause the cup of coffee to be a dollar and the cup of coffee costing a dollar didn't cause you to have a single dollar in your pocket it's just like oh by coincidence i had exact change like it wasn't planned it's two completely unrelated events that happened to line up uh, like the fact that we've already killed atheon and then we get sent to go kill atheon by the way that we've killed atheon and then we go into a future where we haven't killed atheon but fortunately to, to further this quest it requires killing atheon <laughs> which luckily we coincidentally we haven't done yet <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that's a whole lot of like sort of like a causal metaphysics to describe this 
these three words, I'm sure there's somebody right now, Bungie, who wrote this card, who's laughing at my, <laughs> my, my like, look into this thing. Uh, but that's, but how that's I, all right. That's how I read it. Uh, and then the last one, there is a glimpse the chasm, which is exactly what the device allows people to do before it scrambled eggs their brain. <laughs> They just gotta figure out why it doesn't scramble Vex brains. Aim for the juice box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so if this quest hadn't already gone off the rails, not Forge and Light, <laughs> it's about to go even further off the rails. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that brings us to not Forge and Light, approach the Twilight Gap. Uh, specifically, this part of the mission is called uh, I believe shadows in twilight or shadows at twilight. It's yeah, not yeah. mentioned here. Uh, this is the description. Uh, so we'll read the description real quick and then we'll talk about what actually happens during this mission. Uh, <clears throat> so not forged in light, uh, shadows at twilight approach the twilight gap. Uh, excellent. I'll begin my analysis of Atheon's data at once. A quick break aside here. Lakshmi has some kind of computer that's capable of analyzing <laughs> like the highest possible ranking Vex greater mind cores. <laughs> that aside. Yeah. Uh, She's full of secrets. I have results from the simulation cores. The heart of the Minotaur revealed a ripple, a snag in the time stream around the Twilight Gap. Head out to the pass, try to determine what Praetith's ghost saw there, and then return to my side. Uh, so we're going to talk about what actually happens when you do this. When you head out to... Also, what is the note here about the heart? Oh, the, sim, uh, the simulation core is referred yeah. to that as the heart and not the mind of the Vex. Which is funny because the Ishtar scientist called it brain power. Uh, <clears throat> not heart power. <laughs> this isn't Captain Planet. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so in Shadows of Twilight, we have we, we trek out to Twilight Gap and we're searching for what the mission calls a time-lost component. Uh, the entire time you're running around the Twilight Gap, there's an effect called Shadow of Oryx. And it's almost the exact same effect you get when you're hurtled through time by Atheon. Uh, it just perpetually blinds you, but there's cleansing mm -hmm. points along the way. So, uh, but the fact that it's attributed to Oryx is Oryx is trying to hide something here. The thing you end up finding is the bracelet of Anna Bray. Uh, she was a famous guardian at Twilight Gap. Uh, but this apparently, so this reveals though that one. Some part of Anna Bray may be snagged in the time stream. Uh, the Vex know about it, and Oryx seems to care about it because he's trying to prevent us from finding it. Uh, to me, this is a huge, a huge, 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 huge piece of lore. Like, here we have, from one of the most famous battles in the city, a guardian we know who was killed there, but something about her is is lost in time. Oryx is trying to hide it. The Vex know about it. We never find out why it's relevant. 
and then sort of follow, the follow up to that we have a quote here from Shax as well yeah um and I'm sorry, okay. where where does this quote come as part of the mission, or is this... No, this is, uh, I believe... Just a, a random quote like from elsewhere. Completely different quote by Shax. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. But it's, uh, you want another story about the Twilight Gap? Anna Bray, the hunter. We all dug deep that day. We all touched the light in ways we never thought we could, or should. Anna, though, when she fired that gun, where her golden blast hit home, she left behind the pools of light, like splashes of sunlight that burned and burned. So we talked about that quote during the Hunter episode because we posited yeah. that she was leaving sunspots behind with her golden gun. Uh, mm-hmm. But also the implication here that Shax believes that there's a limit, like there's a line you shouldn't cross when it comes to the light. Uh, and other than just sort of like him witnessing her her golden gun, again, Guardians are... Are, are a-causal beings, you know, this manipulation of the light, you know, could have have all kinds of repercussions, and maybe part of it is, you know, getting golden gunning yourself through the time stream. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kind of like a, a titan thing, too, where like even like they think almost all warlocks, or these void, lo- void walkers, are kind of too in touch with the void? No, that's true. So it could it could just be kind of the Titan in him coming Which out. Which is yeah, funny coming from Shax, <laughs> you know, who's right. routinely described as one of the most you know powerful striker titans in existence, and defender titans whose melee override is called disintegrate. <laughs> yeah, they they don't understand. That's why Cora <laughs> makes fun of him. It's like, what do you think your uh, <laughs> your enemies go when you disintegrate them <laughs> into the void? Like, what do you think you're doing? They have a delicious glass of void punch. <laughs> Kick back and relax. Yeah. Uh, so that's nuts. Uh, <laughs> and it goes on. And then it goes on. <laughs> so if not forged in light, approach the Black Garden. Uh, oh, for what it's worth. Okay, well, I'll read this first. Um, let me see what you... A bracelet with the symbol of House Bray, Anna Bray's personal sigil... Guardian, the inner circle will be grateful that you have returned this artifact to the tower. The data you retrieved from the Eye of Atheon, meanwhile, has pinpointed another ripple. This one is at the heart of the Black Garden. It's time you return to Mars. The ripple in the garden apparently flows from a construct called the Groundskeeper. Find it, destroy it, and return to my side. Uh, House Bray. Strange title for that, but this is Clovis Bray, where <laughs> potentially uh, Anna Bray's personal sigil. Uh, no. <laughs> when you look at this item in your inventory, there's nothing on it. <laughs> I have scrutin <laughs> I blew this thing up as big as I could and refined it down in Photoshop as much as I could. There's nothing on it. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what. It's very small. It's. Potentially, maybe it's in the inside of the bracelet that I couldn't see. I don't know. Because the game won't let me look at it. Uh, Stupid game. Yeah. But locked me, apparently. Yeah, we'll just hand it over. It's cool. We can wear Anna Bray's cloak, but we can't look at her bracelet. <laughs> uh, so then we have a note here from Beta, 
from a different timeline where Beta's still on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, is it possible the members of House Bray or the Bray family are in the inner circle? I uh, says, it sounds ridiculous, but remember that the Exo fragment, quote, someone wanted to live forever, uh, which is right in line with Clovis Bray. Hmm. So. Well, she seems pretty excited to get that bracelet back, too. Yeah. And, you know, mentioning that the inner circle will be grateful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still quite a relic either way. Yeah. Uh, so then we have... It seems she would mention more... You know, maybe the speaker would it will be excited to have this back, or Vanguard will be excited to get this relic. But you know, yeah. mentioning specifically the the inner circle will be grateful. Well, we also know that the the uh, unless she's referring strength to, of the pack specifically states a pattern worn by Anna Bray. So we don't know if the strength of the pack symbol is maybe her sigil, like her personal sigil, that wolf's head. Which would be even crazier because then there's the wolf's head and that goes into with the Iron Lords and then was Anna Bray an Iron Lord. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so many wolves. So much. She was a member of House Stark. Uh, so then I have this highlight. She has a name. This groundskeeper thing and uh, you, may, you may be now just like recalling this in your mind like the groundskeeper so I had forgotten about this fight until I was re-researching this. Uh, this is when you go into the Black Garden uh, and you have to fight that army of minotaurs and you have to keep the anger meter up to keep the groundskeeper spawned. <laughs> yeah, that fight. Uh, that fight, yeah. I'd I love that it gives you a percentage of anger. Yes. And you can go over 100%. You can't. Well, hey, well you know. How can you have more than 100% of... of- Anyway, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting fight. The groundskeeper doesn't have a name. It's just called the groundskeeper. Uh, a lot of named Vex like have weird names. Well, some don't, I guess. Uh, but yeah, you just got to keep killing minotaurs to make the groundskeeper mad. And my guess is that he's not <laughs> mad because you're killing minotaurs. He's mad because you're making a mess. Uh, <laughs> all over his garden yeah limbs all over the place that's right he's he's groundskeeper willie vex groundskeeper willie uh, <laughs> and you're making a mess <laughs> so you beat him and you get another time lost item <laughs> of course <laughs> a time lost item the black garden shocking uh, anyway we bring it back and look at this so uh, this is ridiculous so you bring it back of course we give it to lakshmi uh, and now what? A ring with the symbol of the warlock Pujari? Death, again, <laughs> like Anna Bray, a guardian fallen to the second death, lost to us. We shall study these objects, guardian, learn why they have been pulled through time. I believe your work is over. Uh, for now, Praetis <laughs> files have been unspooled, their data undone like uncoiled strands of hair. And what has fallen free? A weapon, transmitted from some time and some place, and specifically for you. Someone has taken notice of our actions, Guardian. Someday we'll be able to ask him to explain what all this means. Okay. I get it's a game. I get the reward has to be a gun because it's destiny. And guns are how we interact with the world. But come on. Uh, Also, (laughs) worth noting, this ring uh, 
does not have the symbol of Pujari on it. It has the symbol of the Vanguard on it. So unless Pujari was a member of the Vanguard, this would not be his symbol. But even if that was true, the artifact Scori's Dirge, which you get from Iron Banner, is the exact same ring model. So unless Scori <clears throat> was an Iron Lord and a member of the Vanguard, and Pujari was also a member of the Vanguard, and they all have the same symbol on their rings, it is not the symbol of Pujari. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in any case, let's say, for the sake of argument, it is the symbol of Pujari. What? <laughs> this is the dude who threw himself off the shores of time. He was a Thanatonaut, as far as we know, and had crazy visions of the Black Garden. Why is my work over? Give me the ring. I am taking it. <laughs> I have more important work. Sounds like it's just beginning. This is crazy. Anyway, uh, I'd like to know how Lakshmi confirms that that he is in fact dead, like second death, which is not like second breakfast at all. But uh, <laughs> lots of guardians saw Anna Bray fall at Twilight Gap, but Pujari, as far as we know, explored the Black Garden by himself. So how does she know that he is dead? <laughs> we will study these objects, Guardian, and learn why they have been pulled through time, and then never tell us why. Like, why can I not go back to Lakshmi and be like, hey, you remember the ring I found after killing 58,000 minotaurs? <laughs> and the ring and the bracelet I found after being constantly, like, dragged into darkness by Oryx? Could you tell me more? Still studying. Yeah, sorry. Processing. Subject 33 did not have uh, very good results, so we'll get back to you. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you know as soon as you step into this machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please step through here. I'll get your results right away. Also, can you smoke this first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> here, have a, have a mint. <laughs> so, here we have, like, I believe your work is over, and then I made this note here, like, this is where the lore crashes into the game. Uh, the ramifications here are huge, but the mechanics of the game say, Good job. Here's your gun. <laughs> mm. And I mean, yeah, not that it's really related here, but then someday we may be able to ask them to explain what all this means. And then the description of the gun is soon, soon. Yeah. Someday soon. I want to <laughs> also make a note here. Cause I was having this conversation, uh, in our fan chat about how the Vex gates function and how, really physical things don't go in and out of the gates. Uh, we know this from Zydron, the gate lord, that when Zydron manifests at that gate, he's not stepping through it. Zydron is a Vex mind that monitors dozens of gates, as far as we know, and he only manifests physically when he feels the need to protect a specific gate. Right. And then we encounter these smaller versions of these Vex gates all the time that sort of Vex, quote-unquote, like, step through. Uh, but what it really seems like is what's happening is that these Vex minds exist in this Vex space in the same way. They manifest when they're being called upon because they need to have a physical presence at whatever side of the gate they happens to require it. And it's worth noting here that it says this gun is transmatted from some time and some place. 
meaning that <clears throat> this gun wasn't sent back in time. Like, nobody put this gun in the DeLorean time machine and set the date for us right now and sent it on its way. This gun was transmatted, which means that the idea that data for this weapon existed in some in some liminal state uh, and then the act of transmatting it assembled the properties you know written by the data to manifest this in physical form uh, and it's the same as how like we get transmatted up and down you know from our ship our ship can transmat uh, an enemy of my enemy our ship transmats heavy weapons crates down for us which I wish it could do in every strike that I do or mission uh, <laughs> on demand would be great that would be amazing uh, so you know and we, we get hints of this also with like glimmer and engrams where an engram is is data and glimmer is programmable matter so as long as you have the data and the programmable matter, you can sort of like create anything you have the plans for. So to me, when I see the no time to explain, it's like, oh, parts of this gun shouldn't exist yet. That's because it's from the future. It's like, no, it's because it's assembled from data that we, it's like, this was created with an equation that we haven't even discovered yet. <laughs> we have the answer, but we don't know how the equation that got us there. So you can still make the thing. You just don't know how the thing was made. 42. There you go. There we go. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the sort of major quests that involve future war cult. Uh, and they're about as bananas as you'd expect from <laughs> all this crazy quantum time devices uncertainty. Which takes us to sort of the harder things that we also encounter in the game. Things like quotes and items and equipment. Shade. Excuse me. Shaders, emblems. All kinds of cool stuff. So the question is now, we're at two and a half hours. Do we want to just make this a huge episode <laughs> and go through all this stuff? Or save it for FWC2? Um, I say just finish it now. Just because I mean, really we don't have... I mean, we have some cool stuff but nothing major from this point on right all right cool we could probably do this next part in 30 to 45 minutes i'd say all right let's blast through it yeah because <clears throat> at this point we just have the quotes from lakshmi and then yeah like shader armor weapon stuff all right let's do it What a classic dead orbit quote. So we're gonna so we're, <laughs> let's jump into quotes here, uh, and and as the duly appointed representative of dead orbit, I'll handle these. <laughs> uh, thanks, Lakshmi. Uh, dead orbit can run to the ends of the universe, but the war will be there waiting for them. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> also, dead orbit just misdiagnosed the problem. It's not a matter of distance, but a matter of time. Yeah, thanks. Bam. Deal Un with the dead orbit. Untrue. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, the war is inevitable. We get it. We're not trying to outrun it. We're just trying to make sure that there's enough of us left after it's over. 
Why, why fight on a dying planet? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> why is it dying? <laughs> There's not much left of it. Travelers, <laughs> Travelers not doing much. But what is there on another planet? The light. That's... Who knows? Maybe we'll find another Leviathan out there. The, the sun is calling us, isn't it? No. That would be cool. The stars are calling us. The stars are calling us. The sun was calling us when we burned to a crisp. (laughs) (laughs) The whole fleet just flies directly (laughs) into the sun. Uh, It's like that movie Sunshine. Can't wait. Great. Awesome. Uh, (laughs) New monarchy. Stop them. We can't have those new monarchy idiots sniffing around. See, that's something I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) well so random aside new monarchy is concerned heavily with the city and where we are uh if new monarchy is sniffing around the immediate city is this potentially a clue to where the city is and if this location is significant uh you know if if la hasa's not that far off from where the city is and new monarchy goes sniffing around, they're going to stumble across future war cult secrets. Uh, or is this just like random future war cult or random new monarchy dudes like poking their heads in the hangar, stealing our mm-hmm. iPads? <laughs> like, oh, Get away from let's, our ninjas. Check that uh, browser history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a real secret. <laughs> So then we have quotes about the inner circle. Uh, this first one that you have here, Dragon, this is one of my favorites too because she's really. <laughs> th- I I don't have I don't have the cadence to read this quote in her <laughs> voice, but man, just go <clears> hang <throat> out with Lakshmi. This quote is so funny when she says it. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and read it. it. Says that you think I'd let or you think I'd let you into the inner circle if you stand there long enough? Ha 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 ha! I might. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good that's just awesome i do like hanging lakshmi probably has some of the best quotes of all the uh yeah the faction oh, reps she's got some really good ones definitely uh, we keep our mysteries uh, close take them from us if you can <clears throat> is that like a challenge or is that <laughs> like this is what we want you to do i don't know i don't know don't think I'll give up our secrets just because you stare at me. That one's for you, Gavel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. She whispers them directly into my ear. <laughs> uh, this quote, let the circle know Zer has been in the tower again. Does she say this every week? <laughs> Once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Except when he's at the reef. He's again. he's here again. Not everyone can join us. That's true because some people have spaghetti brains that <laughs> they can no longer be apart. Uh, <laughs> this one, you expected answers just for walking in the room, to which I say no. I expected answers for running all over creation for you, retrieving time-lost <laughs> artifacts, and facing off with an army of Vex Axis mines. I mean, that's virtually the same thing. I mean, close enough. I mean, when I walk in the room, people should know that I've done all these things, right? Because I'm wearing their body parts as armor. (laughs) Uh, Timeline quotes. Uh, And this first one really is sort of, you know, the 
the core of the philosophies of the future war cult. Oh yeah. Uh, what if there were a single timeline untouched by war? Would you have any idea how to live in it? That's a good mm-hmm. question. Yeah, and then after that, you know, what if there were a better timeline somewhere? What have you done to earn it? I just told, I just, I killed everything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the high-ranking fallen threatening the city? I killed them. Uh, the giant paracausal darkness god? I killed uh, him and his kids. Uh, <laughs> Time's Conflux, who was trying to rewrite the time stream to incorporate their species into the core of all reality? I killed him. Uh, <laughs> Look, this is no time to brag, okay? This is what I've done to earn it. <laughs> she asked. She did ask. Uh, <clears throat> this one is nuts, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have some fun with it. Uh, a trillion timelines and all at war, like a thousand red flowers growing in a black garden. Uh, so that the obvious reference there is to the black garden that we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pujari is linked to that. We talked about him earlier with this the discovery of his ring. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and every time you're you're in the red, the black garden, all you see is you know just red roses or red flowers yeah. everywhere. So I just want to make a note here that uh, there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Uh, it's time to duel. Uh, <clears throat> there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card called the Black Garden. This is the description of that card. Uh, if a monster is normal or special summoned. Except by effect of Black Garden, have its attack. Also, you summon a special one rose token to its controller's opponent's side in the field in attack position. So, I don't know <laughs> if this, like, it's it's hilarious to me to think that the Black Garden in Destiny is a really obscure reference to this Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> Uh, or if this Black Garden myth sort of exists in multiple places, or they drew the same inspiration. Uh, we'll talk more about it when we have our Vex episode, but I just think it's really funny that there's a completely different game property that deals with the Rosens and Black Gardens. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think just even the what the, she's hinting here at, or at here is interesting. You know, if they're just a trillion timelines all at war, like a thousand red flowers growing in a black yeah. garden. It's like, like, I don't know if that's, and then this could just be my, the way I interpret it and the way I see it, but it's just like, okay, is every, is that a reference to every flower in the black garden? Rep- almost like representing a different timeline. Yeah. Well, we know from the grimoire legends, the black garden <clears throat> says the garden grows in both directions. It grows into tomorrow and yesterday. The red flowers bloom forever. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, the, the black garden very well could be sort of this, this manifestation, this sort of metaphysical representation of every possible timeline, <clears throat> uh, yeah. which is, which is crazy it's to crazy. think about. Like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we're gonna we're gonna one up those trillion timelines here. Yeah. With <laughs> an infinity of timelines. <laughs> <laughs> if one timeline in a trillion knows peace, how could you ever hope to find it? 
It's a good question. That does seem like a pretty hopeless search. A trillion's a big number. Well, Pujari reached out and cut his finger on a single rose. <laughs> but they're going to have to scramble a lot of brains to find one in a trillion. That is very true. There's <laughs> not that many people left in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you get lucky. Hope you can use ghosts more than once. Yeah. <laughs> In each new world, uh, a new birth of time, and as always, the seeds of war will be there too. So. Thanks. Yeah. That's reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, then she has some quotes about the Exo Stranger. We've got, uh, so I can tell by the way you stare at me, you've seen her, haven't you? Note that this quote, I'm. I'm chalking this up to just translation. This should be a question mark. She's not telling us that we have. Uh. <clears throat> also, she will find it, Guardian, and when she does, we'll be there. So, I, I find that interesting because I mean, what what do you think the connection to that is? Like, why would she know by the way we're looking at her that we've seen her? Just like because she's an EXO, because you know connections to the future war cult because of it's because i have the stranger's lines. rifle strapped to my back <laughs> <laughs> right. but it's, it's the way we stare at her though i can tell with a bright yellow and purple gun you have on your back <laughs> that you had met her well no it's it's you you jumped through all these crazy hoops uh, I told you that these things that you brought back were hugely significant, but I didn't tell you why. And by that stare of disappointment you're giving me in receiving this gun, I can tell you've seen her. <laughs> do, do we know if this is a... How long that quote's been there? Is that like a newer quote? No, I think these have been around for a while. Probably. That's like more of a vanilla one. But, what's but I, I, the second one, I would I would assume is is referring to the exact same thing that the last two about timelines were. Yeah. That, that you know we're looking for we're looking for a timeline without the war. Yes, mm-hmm. and that so that completely recasts the role of the Exo Stranger. But you know, we've always sort of looked at the Exo Stranger because of the original story of Destiny. She was an agent of Osiris, which made sense as access to the Vex gates. Blah blah blah. She's on a mission, but from Osiris. This recasts her a little bit. You know, is the Exo Stranger sort of a free agent, but also one who's in touch with the War Cult? Because the War Cult is the current incarnation of this mission that she has been on for a very, very, very long time. Uh, you know, and if the Exo Stranger has been at this for a long while, uh, which she has just based on the her entries, although she's on the bridge entries, uh, her records are, the record counting seems a bit similar. So either the war cult stumbled across her and she was like, no, I'm on this mission to find this one timeline where things are different. And that influenced the creation of the war cult being like, oh, maybe we can help her by sending more people out to look. Uh, or if she was, you know, the war cult formed and they stuck her in and she didn't go nuts. So now they have her strapped in full time and she's out there exploring. I don't think that that's true. I don't think that the Exo Stranger is an agent of future war cult. But their paths are completely 
inevitable to cross. Uh, I'm not going to chalk this one up to synchronicity. <laughs> uh, there's a very distinct read in. Or, you know, maybe Future War Cult read all the earlier entries and were like, hey, somebody way back in the Golden Age started looking for a timeline where no terrible things happened. We can, let's continue this process. Uh, and they and they know they know from her records, her original records. Then that's dangerous because when you say original records, those are Maya's records. Uh, so you're 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 casting Maya in the role of the Exo Stranger a little bit. But FWC says, hey, she's out there looking. We take inspiration from that, so we're going to look too. Well, if, if Maya's the exo-stranger and Shioma is Lakshmi. They're looking for each other. Yeah. They're working together. You think Trying to find that happy ending that, that Maya saw way back in Vex 5. But the exo-stranger meets us in the tower at the end of the actual game. Yeah, I know. Wait a minute, wait a minute, come with me. There's somebody you gotta meet. It's your long-lost <laughs> long wife. But that's not her, her Maya. That's the other Or is that her, not her, her Kioma? Yeah. And would she even remember after having her brain wiped out twice? Hey, she's not Exo Stranger 2. No, no, I'm talking about Lakshmi. Lakshmi. Oh, <laughs> true. Like, even, even if, even if the Exo Stranger was Maya and saw Lakshmi and was like, oh my God, it's you, Kioma. There's a chance right, that she like, would be who like, who are you? <laughs> uh... <laughs> That would be, that would be that the worst ending very ever. Very sad ending, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that ending. Seth yeah. Dickinson, do not write that <laughs> ending. <laughs> uh, she's got a bunch of quotes about the war. And we don't know what war. She references the past. She references the future. There's all kinds of fun nuggets hidden uh, in some of Lakshmi's quotes. Yeah, I... Do you want me to tell you a story? And I just and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, yes. yes. Oh wait, my yes. guardian can't speak, so I cannot say yes. I, I can't guess, say yes. I guess if you get I can, the, you get the yes emote, right? I can yeah. wave furiously. <laughs> I can give you a thumbs, waving means yes. I can give you a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all these quotes here that I started reading them, and then just started I started getting angrier and angrier at every one because <laughs> then the next one is oh I never run out of war stories friends or war story friends have you heard the or heard of the dust devils and it's like no i haven't we've heard another war story we've heard the i could tell you about tranqu tranquility and the hive okay tell me yeah. <laughs> i think that's a reference to the sea of tranquility on the moon yeah and then uh, another war story well i could tell you about the the nights that darkness overrun in mumbai it's like okay tell me tell me please <laughs> i'd love to hear this Another war story? I was there when the House of Devils burned London. Okay, tell me about it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So I asked Gabble about this earlier because he was fighting the Taken Walker and the Divide. And I asked him if it was a Devil Walker, and he said yes. So in uh, Widow's Court, the Crucible map, there is a fallen walker that's smashed into the side of a building. It is bright red. Uh, we know that red is the color of House of Devils. So there's a chance that could be a devil walker. Uh, and if that's true, 
there's a chance that Widow's Court could be somewhere around, you know, in England or Europe, somewhere in the London area, uh, if that is indeed one of their Walker tanks. Uh, and it's been there since this happened, uh, the House of Devils burning London. But we don't know when that happened. Uh, I could tell you another. I could tell you about the Siege of Tycho. Okay. <laughs> tell me. Yes, you can. Uh, Tycho's also on the moon. Uh, but it, there's, there's a crater uh, called Tycho on the southern side of the moon, uh, which is not near the Sea of Tranquility. But Tycho is also a crater in the Cerberus hemisphere of Mars. Uh, we know that the land tank that's out there that was run by uh, Vallis McRocket's face uh, <laughs> is Cerberus Valle. That's the name of that strike. So the chance that all those, that Cerberus Vay is named for the Cerberus hemisphere of Mars. So this could be a reference to Mars rather than the moon. But we don't know. A siege happened there. Was it? Was the siege the cabal moving in on Tycho? Like, was it the the Sand Eaters and the Siege Dancers and that crew coming in? And why was Lakshmi there? How did she get through the exclusion zone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one gets through the exclusion. No zone. one, except <laughs> us and our sparrows. Apparently, <laughs> not difficult. Uh, <clears throat> All right. These next two are like right next to each other. War is our fate. Can you learn to love it? What if you could learn to love your fate? <laughs> what if you could learn to love a low-calorie beverage? Uh, <clears throat> a single light in an infinity of darkness. We are the last signal flare before the walls... Oh, like the last signal flare before the walls are overrun. It is two completely different things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this last one here is one of my favorites. It's the yeah, maybe the best one. <laughs> what if on some dreadful night the darkness were to come creeping up to you and whisper, "This war is all there is for you." Man. What if? What if? That that would, <laughs> if if Destiny came with a control booklet like the old school games, it would just be one page, and it would say this war <laughs> this is all war. there is for you. Uh, <laughs> you get some good quotes in here, uh, Dragon. <laughs> Paradox is just a word that stupid people use to hide from the truth. To which we replied, ha. <laughs> ha. <laughs> uh, then I walked through, or I walked during the dark times. A thousand kings rose and fell then. Yeah. So this is, yeah, so. this is, I mean, this is an interesting quote because what is the king's reference? Uh, you know, the, the first niche up to your mind, you know, could be House of Kings, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. Uh, or just an earlier faction, like if New Monarchy maybe earlier on had maybe a bigger role or maybe they had kings. 
Yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's references uh, in the grimoire a bit that talk about how you know, kings rose and fell during uh, the Dark Ages. Like, it was, it was a bad time. We've, yeah. we've talked about it a little bit, too. Uh, we've talked about how a lot of human problems came back. Like, we hit this golden age, then the collapse, then the dark ages. Humanity starts to rebuild. And now we're dealing with some, like, legit human problems again. Uh, you know, there's greed, yeah. there's jealousy, there's faith trying to claim they're better than another faith or faction trying to claim they're better than another faction. We know that that's what gave rise to the faction wars to begin with. Uh, that, that like this quasi feudal error era mm -hmm. started to to rise up again, uh, and people don't want to go back to that. Uh, the The guardians sort of coming about was like a new renaissance in a way. So, I think that's a reference to that. I think it's a reference to to these would-be monarchs rising up during the Dark Ages, like people who were ambitious enough to try and control others. I mean, that's how sort of kings came originally. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I think that's a quote about the uh, the immediate, immediately following the collapse, which is crazy because that means Lakshmi has been around since at least the collapse, uh, which is a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she remembers it. And she remembers it. She's not going to tell us, but she remembers it. There's this great everything. Everything depends on seizing those labs. So they have found some labs somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and this, this one's kind of this one's kind of scary. Just knowing the experiments that they're running, and uh, it says if they come back, shoot them. Our experiments are at a critical stage. As she's talking about people they've sent into, the, like, put in the device, or like, who should. They're talking about those new <laughs> monarch jerks who are nosing around. <laughs> mm -hmm, they come back, mm -hmm. shoot them. <laughs> the next one, though, is, is interesting. If I could, do you think I would still be here? Yeah, I think that's just in reference to, like, if, if she'd found a. If she the found a better they're looking for, she would not be here. <laughs> or, yeah. So if there's not, ever a time where Lakshmi just disappears, it's like, all right, where'd they go? <laughs> not that we have any evidence that anybody from the war <laughs> cult would, is actually able to step across timelines. True. Yeah. Like in a physical way. Yeah. <laughs> but if she could, I guess. Maybe she just means in the tower. Maybe she wants to be <laughs> somewhere else. Maybe she wants to be in Lahasa or she wants yeah. to be in the Sanctum. She wants to be anywhere but... Yeah. Or not right next to the hangar. Hey, it's better than rockets, Jalal's, that it's rocket. Better than spot. Jalal, yeah. He's, in the, he's standing in, he's standing in water. Or yeah, okay. liquid. Yeah, at least the, <laughs> the war cult's got a sweet lounge. Seriously. <laughs> She'd rather be on the other side, closer to the speaker. No, that's that's Numarnaki's spot. They gotta be well, close to their to their leader. This line, this, uh, we were born for war, but what makes you think humans are any different? 
I believe this to be a core about being an EXO. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what else it would possibly mean. Well, she's not a guardian, so... Right. People who live in the tower? I don't know. Yeah. Exos. I'm, I'm all bored. All bored that one being an exo quote. Then we're so close, I can almost smell the air of the new world. That... that so did sense. she just join Dead Orbit? I mean... <laughs> I imagine it's like from Spaceballs where she has canned air. <laughs> She's just opening it and huffing it. <laughs> All right. That's most of Lakshmi's quotes. Uh, there's a couple of random quotes we have here. Things by Shax. Uh, things by Ghost. Lakshmi too. Not a lot of changes since we arrived. But I think all that activity with the Vex and the rumors about the Exo Stranger had them on edge. They've been recruiting like crazy both here and at the Vestian Outpost. Ghost. I have never seen a future war cult rep in the Vestian Outpost. Other than Gabble in his full regalia. Yes. <laughs> Handing out flyers. <laughs> and cups of Kool-Aid. <laughs> here, have this. So this is also interesting, too. So there's this quote here. Uh, Treasure every moment. Yeah, I say that's a good philosophy. I've already been reborn once. I'm not eager to do it again. So in the fan chat, we were talking about do exos have a number designation before they're reset? Like, you get your brain dumped through an exo body, boom. You open your exo eyes and you climb out of your bed. Are you... Lakshmi one, or you just Lakshmi? Uh, she says she's been reborn once, but her designation is two, which would indicate that she started as Lakshmi one and is now Lakshmi two. Possibly. Unless she's talking about being reborn from human to exo. That's po- I guess that's possible too. Yeah. Although, but I mean, why would you say I'm going to do it again? It's not like she can do that again. Not that we know. Yeah. Right. That's why I, why I think it's referring to being, you know, refreshed or wiped because, yeah, I wouldn't think that she can be put back to human and then back to exo again. <laughs> That's a but, dangerous precedent. Just... Yeah. But um. I don't know, because you, and yeah, it's, it's tricky with them being almost like an AI type of deal, like in a way, because like normally, like I will, we'll use video games for an example. Like we have Destiny. It's not Destiny One. It's, it's Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. The sequel will be Destiny Two, and so would this follow the same line? Or well, often in like computer software, it is, you know, update one. Point one or something. Right, but as soon as Destiny 2 comes out, people are going to, not all people, but many people will begin to refer to this game as Destiny 1. Right. Right. But that's retroactive. Right, but so maybe she was Lakshmi, no number, and then she was Lakshmi 2. Like, you don't need to go Lakshmi, Lakshmi 1, Lakshmi 2, necessarily. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 
Either way, she's been around for a long time. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, and then we get to some of the equipment, the armor for uh, Future War Cult. Um, they had, from the Vanilla and Dark Below, they had the Astro Lord and uh, No Tomorrow sets. Pure intellect discipline. I had a lot of <laughs> Astro Lord gear. I had a lot of Astro Lord gear as well. <laughs> I don't think I had anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> you just took whatever the Vanguard gave you? Uh, I was I was dead orbit, and uh, I was dead orbit with both my Titan and Warlock, and then when I finally created my Hunter during uh, Dark Below, I was New Monarchy because I wanted that Judgment 6. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was Future War Cult until I got the gear I wanted, and then I went to Dead Orbit exclusively for the shaders. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, and that's, the, that's kind of what I the did. The Fermi solution, I wanted that I, shit. I saw someone during a Chrono Raid wearing a Revenant, and I was like, uh, I want that. Nice. How do you get that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, Dead Orbit. I'm like, all right, I just pledged to Dead Orbit. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then it wasn't even pledging. You just wore, yeah, you just you wore, wore the, the faction yeah, you just item. Had to wear the faction item. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the quotes for this stuff, I mean, it's just very similar to the stuff that we've already seen these are mm-hmm. these are Here's a lot of the ones that i think suffered head. suffered from the problem where they just got very sort of generic yeah descriptions where it's like yeah just say something about a war and <laughs> the future's bad and you're good <laughs> except war is a fundamental process not a transient condition and you see quotes like they, they say that dead orbit's pessimistic but then they have quotes like that for, for future war cult. come on Hey, when the last war comes, we will be the victors. That's not pessimistic at all. <laughs> These two in a row. So, war yeah. is the struggle to exist. Everything real is a combatant. When the last war comes, we will be the victors. Does that mean there will be no war? That means war was a transient condition. It's the last war, yeah. But it mm. can't be last because it's a fundamental process. <laughs> not a transient condition. <laughs> paradoxes even back in the beginning <laughs> <clears throat> well then for house of wolves we got the imminent war set yep. helmet can't provide against attacks from within your mind is the enemy so <laughs> guard your mind against tried. attacks from within, <laughs> within. <laughs> like maybe if you put them in their helmets into the device it'll protect them a little bit more nope <laughs> didn't work Yeah, I mean, so it's all right. Conflict is the mother of reality. Now we're we're getting depressing again. <laughs> well, it's like necessity yeah. is the mother of invention, right? Conflict is the mother. Of re- What's the father? I thought Frank Zappa was the mother of invention. <laughs> well, then with the Taken King, we got infinite lines, and then we even got some more record chasm entries. Yeah, this is where. You know, again, I think you're dead on with that gavel about Astro Lord, No Tomorrow, Imminent War just being like, here's a sweet future war cult helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then with Infinite Lines, we got record and chasm entries, which is way different from before. Uh, and some good references, too. And some of these are awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, I Saw Darkness, 
No light, no earth, no air. Only darkness. I, I can't breathe. It's record 342, chasm 6827. And uh, darkness was uh, capitalized in both of those. So note that this record happens prior to all the ones we read earlier. Those are 343. This is 342. <laughs> this next one just makes me laugh, though. <laughs> I saw myself slaying the darkness. That's what I saw. <laughs> sounds like sounds like Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes after. This is record 344. <laughs> and then uh, I saw three queens. Oh, man. No two. No, just one. That's record... 351, chasm 6915. So again, after. Yeah, that's way after. Way after. Yeah. And also then, an amazingly awesome reference. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. So this is uh, most likely a reference to Ghost Fragment The Darkness 3, <clears throat> which reads, Imagine three great nations under three great queens. The first queen writes a great book of law, and her rule is just. The second queen builds a high tower, and her people climb it to see the stars. The third queen raises an army and conquers everything. The future belongs to one of these queens. Her rule is harshest, and her people are unhappy, but she rules. Do we think this is... So the, the three queens has been sure. hotly debated. Uh, right. The three queens reference. You know, on its surface, oh, look, uh, great book of law and her rule is just, that's new monarchy. A high tower to people climb to the stars? That's dead orbit. Uh, the queen who raises an army and conquers everything? That's the war <laughs> cult. But then there's like references to Savathun, Jivu Arath, and Oryx. There's, it's just like there's these records are everywhere. Like who, who are the yeah. three queens and what is this a reference back to? It's believed, I think, at the moment that Toland, this quote is attributed to quote, uh, attributed yeah, to Toland. Yeah, I think it says from the journals of Toland is shattered. Which is funny because it's not Toland's journal. It's <laughs> different different. The journal, journal of Toland the Shattered. One one he filled up one and had to start another it's one. A different trans <laughs> different translation. It's like the King James Bible. So <laughs> <laughs> we've got every time I look, the darkness just grows larger. Yeah, well we talked about that in Dead Orbit. Space is expanding infinitely. <laughs> at a faster pace than we originally thought oh, so now we're being depressing again okay. <laughs> and then uh, the infinite line grieves I believe for the same thing yeah 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 class items so different class items uh... and uh, beta made the point here that I guess this is the only exotic class item that the text wasn't pulled from another legendary item. Oh, interesting. So it says, Understanding is not an end, but a beginning from which new truths are born. That's the circle of war. That's what you wear, right, Gable? Yeah, that the billboard the on the arm. billboard, yeah. <laughs> which would look much cooler as brass knuckles. <laughs> it really would. You'd punch someone <laughs> in the face and it just left a big FWC across their forehead. <laughs> More. This is a great one. The, well, the infinite oh. lines bond. Yeah, yeah. Pulled the Cedric from the device. 
He appeared frozen, no vitals, but the body hasn't rotted either. Record 340, chasm null. Hmm. Uh, that's the only time you run across a non-numbered designated chasm. And record 340 happens prior to all the records we <clears throat> also reread earlier. This is the earliest record we have, uh, this record 340, other than Maya's entries. Other than Maya, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, interesting. you know, at this point, they may have not even had the machine refined enough for it to do what it's supposed to do. And it's just doing, like, putting people into suspended animation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not just scrambling their brains, it's turning them off. Yeah. And, like, there wasn't... They didn't even make it to a chasm. There was no chasm to explore. Like, they right. got put in the machine and then became, you know, a human corpsicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rest of them are... pretty basic. Um, the chaos constant. Yeah. Darkness consumes, but we shall mark the abyss with eternal fire. <laughs> Some of these are so funny. Uh, <laughs> the subtlest of wars will still leave their mark. I would love to wage a subtle war with me, Lakshmi. <laughs> it's like all the grace of a cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're just going to sit around and be sarcastic with each other. The subtle war. <laughs> And I like that um, when we get to the weapons, that like all the weapons are uh, named and sanctified by the leaders of the future war cult. Yes. Sanctified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to make holy or set apart and consecrate. Yeah. And I think, I think I saw you make this joke. I don't know if it was in the fan chat drop or on Twitter, but someone was talking about the, the names of the guns for future war cult. Mm -hmm. And with like, how was it uh vanilla or dark below was a, everything started with a c uh was house of wolves was an f and then taking king everything's the the v and so you're like you know what's the the future vor vor yeah. cult <laughs> the future vor cult future vor cult watch me like watch me someone not good with w's and v's yeah it's not good at spelling apparently <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe they just couldn't find enough w names that sounded cool yeah <laughs> the vacancy and the vortex <laughs> the vanity the word to go <laughs> um so yeah, yeah anybody have any fun i mean in the last time like, there's no descriptions really on these guns uh right but some of them have been pretty notorious throughout, throughout. the currently the only ones i've really yeah. used have been the taken king future war cult weapons really? I, I was never a fan of the vanilla dark below house of wolf weapons and it was mainly because, you know, I think the Fulcrum had the, had the same stats as the Red Hand 9, but I just had a god roll with my Red Hand 9, and that's just, I always use that. The Shotgun, I think, was like a medium-low impact, so it didn't really do a whole lot. Um, I had uh, the Culling, which was their heavy machine gun, mm -hmm. and the one that I had, I think, had like Field Scout and some like maybe it was like the hip fire perk but man that gun held 300 bullets <laughs> and it held a hundred in the clip and it sprayed them wow. like crazy <laughs> i still have it because 
I have never owned a gun that fired that many bullets that quickly. That's that crazy. gun was a monster. <laughs> um, see, I had a crash that I liked, but I don't remember exactly what the roll was. I just know that I used it a lot. I can, I'm going to look up the roll on that right now because that thing was just... I remember when I first got it, I was like, "This, what archetype gun is this? This is nuts. Like, it just sprays bullets and doesn't stop. <laughs> so in, in, in honor of, of us doing this show right now, I put on all of my current Future War Cult guns, um, which is I had just the original Taken King roll vanity that likes to, that, that once locked up um, my Xbox and Mag, Mad Pygmy's Xbox <laughs> at Golgoroth. <laughs> at the same time we just like we just both got locked Gross. when i when i killed something oh, yeah <laughs> oh i had a crash too i had a crash with a shot package hammer forged and full auto nice yeah that sounds good that was a mean gun and then <laughs> my culling oh it had taken knee was the perk mm. uh, taken knee field scout and crowd control but yeah with Fields, the old field scout, it increased the magazine right. size to a hundred, uh, and held three hundred total. Rate of fire is is capped at a hundred. Nice. It's a monster. Hmm, I have a fear too in my with you know, tripod, javelin, and tracking. It's a good reason to keep it. Sure is. Yeah, but I didn't have a lot of a uh, like nothing that that stuck out to me. Did they? What is the archetype they don't have? Oh, the chosen was their sniper rifle. Yeah, they don't have an Which auto have. rifle. No. Oh, true. They don't have an auto rifle. They had a decent pulse rifle though, didn't they? Like the villainy had a decent role at one point. Mm-hmm. Right now. No, oh, right now. They were big pulse rifle fans. So. Yeah. Uh, I have the the current role of the vacancy, which is amazing. Yeah. And um, I had a a variable drop with uh, life support, braced frame, and rangefinder. That's been a lot of fun. Nice. And, oh, the vanity, their current hand cannon. That was the notorious, yeah, the notorious hand cannon froze games. Yeah. Although it's not limited to just that gun, it's just it was so available. Yeah, it still. I mean, yeah, it yeah. still does it. It's never really been fixed. It, it did, like I said, it, it did it a few a couple weeks ago. So, then the shaders that everybody says are terrible. They I are disagree. Terrible. They're not terrible. They are. They you you will look like the king from Burger King. No, you don't. <laughs> they're blue and red. They're not even. They're the weird thing is like they're not even purple red and yellow <laughs> they're totally different color see what so. i don't like about them is because they don't follow the same rules that every other shader in the game does it's like for the carthage one it should be i think it's yellow like highlights and then but they're like main mainly red all over the rest of well, the the, the zones change based on your what class you are yeah, but they, all the other ones are based on, like the little, like the 
there's the inner circle, the outer circle, and then the square of the the shader. Right. And and so if you think of those as like zone one, two, and three, those zones represent different places on d- different uh, different class armors. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like those don't follow those rules. But the icon for like, Carthage is horrible. <laughs> it's like uh like the tire. There's there's no of my none of my guardians where it's blue was it gray blue it's there's yellow and there's white and there's all this other nonsense that's not in there <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same all of them follow, like i just uh, put it on it's it's blue and yellow yeah exactly where's the that's yellow in the in the image in the but icon? that's Nineveh, same thing there's it's not so just many blue shaders and red. like that <laughs> there are so many shaders like that. not the dead orbit shaders so. Yeah, it's because they're boring. <laughs> it's worth mentioning that uh, Nivian, Babylon, Tyre, and Carthage, these are all ancient Mesopotamian cities. Yeah. Sigil of the War Cult, Sigil of the War Cult 2. These things are even more Burger King looking. <laughs> yeah, except the last two that are awesome, Burning Dawn like and Deviants. Actually, I like the last three. The coming war, I like. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan of the coming war, graffiti. like the graffiti one. I'm not a not a huge fan. I wouldn't buy that T-shirt. Probably no, why it's on, on clearance all the time in the bungee store. Yeah, but Burning Dawn and Deviants, I think, are are awesome looking. Yeah, those are pretty nice. Yes, the icon on on Sigil of Deviants is that's the exact flame it's solar grenade. It's the exact flame they use to make flame boiled broiled whoppers. It's a solar grenade. <laughs> uh, what is the signal burning dawn? I don't know, but that's that's the one that I use <laughs> all the time. It looks kind of like a Vex Hydra. Yeah, kind of does. Or a sideways owl face. I don't know. And they have two ships. That's not true. There are three ships. Oh yeah, what are we missing? We are missing. Hang on. We have Bait, the of Hell Hard War. Of course, baby. We have the climb, but we're missing the road unraveled. Ow. What is the? Uh... The road unraveled is the is the year two ship. The the other two are the ones that look the same. What's the quote on road unraveled? Uh, take out the stitches. Start over. That's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well again we have messages from the past here gc put a lot of notes in here what is beta he did write a lot about the ships beta, what is all this <laughs> this is all about the teal Harp war as well mm-hmm. possibly referring to pierre teal de chardin who's a french philosopher jesuit priest conceive the idea of the omega point, a maximum level of complexity and consciousness towards which the universe was evolving. Oh, that's cool. He also suspended the Vladimir Verdinsky's concept of the new sphere. The new sphere is the third in a succession of phases of Earth development. The first was the geosphere, inanimate matter. The second was the biosphere, biological life. And the third is the noosphere, which is in a sense the grand emergence of human cognition. Oh, yeah, this all makes sense. 
It appears at a point when humankind develops the ability to create resources through transmutation of elements. They, so basically the Cryptarchs and, and Grimms. <laughs> Teilhard believed that the new sphere pointed to a final evolutionary state called the Omega Point. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is that the final shape? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of what that sounds like. He stated the Omega Point must follow five attributes, one already existing, so the universe can rise towards it to personal and intellectual being and not an abstract idea. Uh, three, transcendent. Uh, four, autonomous. Five, irreversible. That is neat. Hmm. So he, he sort of ends that with, when this is viewed in combination with the future war cult's sanctification of weapons, it points very much towards the war cult believing this war to be almost religious in nature. Perhaps not in our standard sense, uh, but in the sense of humanity being pulled towards something greater. Interesting. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Beta. The very last note. This could simply be referencing the same principles as described in the Teilhard War. Uh, more of a stretch for possibly referring to the book. Beta, you went through all this, and there's a book. <laughs> uh, the Teilhard War. Referencing to the book The Climb. Oh, written by Anatoly Bursa, written following the 1996 Everest disaster. The titles match, but there's not much reason to link something. But George Mallory famously said when asked, why climb Everest? Because it's there. The line, there is nothing else, makes me think of the war. Why climb Everest and or fight the war? Because the war is all there is. There is nothing else. Hey, I like it. <laughs> good work. Sounds good to me. Good yeah. work. Well, <laughs> good work, Beta. Thank you for, for crossing the timelines and handing that to us. Yeah, hop back into this timeline Step sometime. Over. Other, other beta. <laughs> Slightly shorter. It's good to know that in at least one other timeline beta finds this podcast. <laughs> Bigger beta? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> but that, I mean, that pretty much does it for future war calls. Oof. That does it. <laughs> Show is is clocking in at three and a half. So for all of you that complained about our uh, short ninety minute X five episode, here you go. This one's Here's for payback. you. Here's the back half of it. <laughs> and if your brain Enjoy. is now scrambled eggs, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, step out of the device and into the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's something there for you to smoke. Right there on the table. <laughs> it's already lit. But but this is a good example of, you know, it seems like Future War Cult was a later development, possibly in the Destiny story, these other two factions. You know, you can, we dug up trademarks for both <clears throat> uh, New Monarchy and Dead Orbit from way back. Uh, but there's not a lot of that stuff for Future War Cult, which means that Future War Cult may be tied a little bit more into our story and a little bit more into our lore because it be it came in a little bit later in development. Uh, but hopefully we'll get to see some integration 
with the other factions like we've seen with Future War Cult and hopefully as the game moves forward we'll see more integrations with some of these factions. It would be really cool if sort of the faction you chose uh, meant more than just the colors you wear or the cool effect mm-hmm. you spawn in with. Definitely. You know, it would be tough. <laughs> it would be tough to resist joining Future War Cult if by joining the War Cult you got access to a lot of the secrets that we've sort of put forth so far. Uh, the meaning behind Anna Bray and Pujari and uh, uh, the fate of Maya. Pradith. Yeah, Maya. Like, there's a lot here that's still yet to be uncovered. Uh, and it would be kind of, on one hand, it would be not cool if you could only get it by being a member of the war cult uh but on the other it would give so much more weight to which faction you joined Mm -hmm. you had to you had to at least temporarily join the war cult to get no time to explain right yeah that's true yeah well they could do it where you know you can only run x mint missions if you're pledged to future war cult and then those missions unlock you know story or grimoire yeah yeah, I I would definitely love to see stuff that would you know quests and and stuff in the future that made the other factions really deep as well. You know, like yeah, well, just stuff like paradox, but right, for exactly the other sides too. So it's it's not even something that's unprecedented in the game we have already. They've already done something like it. <laughs> now just totally. do it for the other two. <laughs> Except New Monarchy, they're kind of boring. Yeah, I mean, we have the last array <laughs> and outbound signal that ties a little bit to Dead Orbit, but yeah, New Monarchy, New Monarchy mission where you have to sneak into the War Cult and steal a Burger King crown and bring it back to New Monarchy <laughs> to put on the head of the king. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I couldn't steal from the War Cult. How awesome would it be if there was like an exotic headgear that you got from Future War Cult and it was just a Burger King crown? <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome, actually. <sighs> Only if I can have a beard, then I could be the Burger King. There you go. And an exotic well, ghost skin. If you're a Titan, you have a beard on the back of your helmet. That, no. That made your ghost into a Whopper. A delicious flame broiled Whopper. <laughs> Is there any any story to the beards on the Titan helmet? Or, the, or am I the only one that sees that? The beards on the Titan helmet? Yeah, so get your hel- get your Titan and look at the, ba- his, the back of his your head. It's like the face of a guy with a beard. What helmet? Any helmet. <laughs> any Titan helmet, I think. At least anything I've ever had. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. Go, go grab your Titans about. and look it up. I think I think we're at the end of the future war calls episode. <laughs> yes. Everyone else tweet wow. at me if so I'm not yeah, tweet crazy. your tweet your tweet your beard helmet. Tweet me at, your beard helmet. Handsome dream. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet my beard helmet right now. Well, X-ray the duck off the show, so let's close it out. Uh, yep. That was the last major faction. Uh, that wraps it up for that. We may we may do a part four covering sort of like Trinary Star Cult. Uh, the symmetry, cult of Osiris, mm-hmm. things like that. But these are the three major ones, the three that we interact with. The one in the current in the city. In the, yeah, the current iteration of or in the tower the city. Uh, and hopefully, we'll learn more in the future about things like the symmetry or about what happened with Lysander and the Concordat. You know, we talked about that at the very beginning. There's a chance that the Concordat and Lysander are still out there. Uh, they were kicked out of the tower, but they weren't 
eradicated. So who knows what's right. boiling under the surface there. But uh, we'll hopefully we'll cover that when we when we get to it. When we get some more information. Uh, I don't know. What are we? This wraps up faction wars. I wonder what the next thing we're going to yeah. be doing is. We got a couple of things. Had some fan requests. Uh, yeah, a couple of things in the works. I think. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you'll have to tune in next. <clears throat> we still have to finish the uh, the King's Fall raid. That's true. We got to do the the last part of King's Fall. I'm sure after we've done these faction episodes, nobody wants to go back to talking about the Hive. I mean, I do. <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, we get maybe, it. Maybe we it's get been it. just long enough. Just long enough. So well, we better do it before the next expansion drops, or nobody's gonna remember it. Yeah. yeah. But all right, that does it for uh, episode 28, uh, Faction Wars Part 3, Future War Cult. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll, we'll talk at you next week. Yep, have a good one. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. physical embodiment of the Scooby-Doo mystery machine and Gabble's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Am I going to read that? Am I going to read that? Right. Uh, <laughs> that's rough stuff. Yeah, there's a track on the Taken King soundtrack called Remembrance, which we could probably use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, We've used that one before, actually, but yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think that's what I... When I did that last word recording, that's what I put back there because it was very somber... Gabble dabble dude. <laughs> nice. Do I say it? Do I have to say it like Scooby? Gabble gabble dude. <laughs> Especially after referencing the mystery machine. Rut row. There's a guy in the tower with me named Lord of Snacks. S N A X. Snacks. <laughs> That's great. I kind of thought it was Lord Shacks Shacks. for a second. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that'd be a good one. Snacks. <laughs> Lord Snacks. All right. Here we go. Pay attention. I'm going to fuck up on purpose. Oh, my gosh. Not yet. <laughs> I'm getting adjusted. We ready? Yep. And <laughs> here we go.